Welcome back to another episode. Here's what I'll get. I'm Tad Burt, your host. With me today, Tim the Handlebreaker. Yep. Todd's not with us yet. I don't know if he'll be with us later in this episode or what, but uh, I, I am at the lowest point I think I've ever been in my entire life. Last weekend was Road Rage Tampa, and for four days, I felt like real life was back. Everything was normal. You could go drink in a bar. You go eat in a restaurant. Sure, there were a lot of faggots wearing their masks all around, but nobody was acting like it to you. And, uh, you know, you go to a theater. I went to a theater, and I was in a show, and I'd talk to human beings, and I shook hands with people. Like, all those things you just can't do anymore. Um, And I was like, man... And I got to talk to people, you know, so I talked to this one guy. He was a former Marine. He'd been stationed in Japan. And he told me about how when he was in the service, what got him through his weeks was Friday nights when he went off duty, he'd get to listen to the dick show and he'd get to listen to Mad Cuck stuff. And that was what kept him from fucking just ending it. And uh, we had a, we had a really long conversation. We talked about, you know, um, he, he, what the thing he said to me, the thing that it radiated was that you don't know how important what you do is, which is easy to forget because what we do is, I mean, it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't. It's it just kind of feels like us goofing off sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's, but it's meaning to, there, there's a meaning to people. I mean, people wouldn't donate, people wouldn't listen if there wasn't something there. Yeah. Uh, I mean that feel that that feels good, you know. It feels good to know that something you've kind of made a, made something of a difference. Um, and people ask about you. People are like, "Oh, why didn't Tim come?" And I was like, "Cause he sucks." <laughs> uh, Fred Rush was like, oh, "Yeah, I want to really want to meet Trucking and Tucking." I was like, "Yeah, it's a great guy." Yeah. Um, You know, I got to see a lot of, I got to meet a lot of fans of our show, a lot of fans of, you know, of my other work. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was cool. It's cool to put faces with names, like meeting Bitter Brian, you know, seeing Fred Rush again, seeing Turbo No Breathe again. Um, it, because it makes them more than just, just usernames on a Discord. Usernames on a Discord. They're, yeah. <clears throat> they're people, you know, they're, they're cool dudes who, just you know, want to hang out. They want to buy you a beer. They want to shoot the shit. Um, and so it's fun. You know, I drove. I drove home. I drove a seventeen-hour journey in sixteen hours, uh-huh. and I did it with a smile on my face because, you know, I, I, I straight shotted it. I made better gas mileage than than Fred Rush would a like a professional trucker Come on. <laughs> in a Mustang. In a Mustang. Um, I, I, I don't understand that he, it took him like 15 and some odd hours to 15 hours and some minutes to get home. But I think I drove a way longer distance in 16 yeah. hours. Yeah. What a pussy. I think maybe it has something to do with the East coast. Yeah. Um, and that's 16 true hours. Technically time wise, it only took 15 hours cause I gained an hour back on the way home. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, clock, just pure clock. Pure t- clock time. Uh, yeah. yeah. But uh, my car, my car keeps car time. So oh, anyway, gotcha. 
Uh, and I went to bed and I was, I got home at three in the morning. I was very tired and I went to bed and, uh, you know, I, I was worn out, but I slept really well and I woke up and I was ready to start the new week. And then it all just came crashing down like all at once. Um, because I've been on unemployment since I was laid off from my job because everyone's a faggot and you need to stay home and the government should st- pay people to stay home. And all these fucking wealthy liberals that write think pieces who can work from home to make their Vice articles or their HuffPost whatever opinion bullshit, they don't care about me. Everybody everybody who says, um, oh, why don't you just wear, I wear a mask because I care about others, then why don't you fucking care that I can't pay my rent? Yeah. Why don't you fucking care that I'm behind on my bill? You don't care about that. You don't give a fuck. Well, the government should do something. Well, why don't you fucking pick up the phone and call one of them, huh? Why don't you do something? No, you're just happy to not be sick. That's all you care about is not getting sick. Well, I don't, I'm not going to get sick. You know what I want to do? I want to fucking make my way my way. I don't want to stand around with my hand out from, from everybody. I'm a man. I am a man who has taken great pride in standing on his own two feet since the time came to do so. You are very independent. I, and I have always tried to be. I have never. Ever, ever since I've known you. I have never wanted to be a burden on anyone yeah. under any circumstances. There's a reason why there's a box of tools in the trunk of my car. Because when my car breaks down, I will fix it. I will get me home. But there are there are people that aren't that way. So I look, and there's a problem on their system. You need to call in. You answered one of the questions wrong, and we need more information. So I call the number. I click the thing. I sit through four minutes of pre-recorded nonsense, and then it's like to talk to a person to answer these questions. Press one. I press one, like, we'll transfer you now. There is no one available to take your call. Please call back again later. Click. Like, your fucking website tells me to call you, and then when I call you, and specifically about this thing, you just go, ah, we're not (laughs) not answering the phone. (laughs) Uh, Seems like maybe you could have taken care of a lot of this unemployment problem by hiring some more people to answer your fucking phones. That way, we don't always have to sit on hold for two hours to talk to one of you fucking pieces of shit who never had to worry about a fucking day of this. Not one fucking day where they worried, oh, maybe I'll get sick. But you've got paid time off from the fucking state. Yeah. What's there to worry about? Uh, So finally, I call four times i use different combinations of things to finally get through to someone and it's immediate please hold about three seconds of uh hold music and then a guy answers the phone i'm like this is the <laughs> fastest anyone's i mean i'm like seven minutes into this call and i'm already talking to someone this is the fastest literally anyone has ever picked up yeah and I tell him what's going on, and he goes, oh, I have to transfer you to a specialist. And then I sit on hold for an hour and 45 minutes. So finally, finally, someone answers the phone, and the lady tells me, uh, state uh, state extended, un- extended benefits are over as of Saturday, and the pandemic unemployment assistance and pandemic unemployment assistance extension are 
canceled as of the 26th, and this is the last week you'd be eligible to get money from this. Yep. But you don't get money because our website's so goofy that when you accidentally clicked yes instead of no and then said no, I don't I misclicked, they're just like, fuck you. We don't have time to like read <laughs> or just give you the benefit of the doubt and then yeah. make you pay it back later. Um and they're just, they're just, they're just, I mean, that, that was it. And I was like, so fuck me, basically? And the lady's like, well, I mean, I, please don't curse at me, sir. <laughs> and I go... No, you, you were cursing at you. You're, you're telling me <laughs> you're telling me that that it's just done. There's nothing more. The pandemic's over. That's what you're saying. Like, well, I didn't make that decision. The Department of Labor made that decision. I don't care who made that decision. If the pandemic's over, why do I still need to wear a mask? If the pandemic's over, why can't I go back to work? Everybody tells me we're in the middle of a we're in the middle of a global pandemic, but all these programs to protect people have ended over months and months and months. Yeah. My bank had a program, right? No overdraft no fees overdraft during fees, the yeah. during the pandemic. That ended in April. <laughs> One month. We're still we're still in the middle of a pan, you know, at end of April. So it was like six weeks. We're still in the middle of a pandemic. Well, then why isn't the pandemic overdraft fees not? still going why is the unemployment assistance not still going why are all these things why is the stimulus not happening why is the ex, the federal unemployment benefits not happening it kind of seems like it's over in every metric other than the ways that you could tell me what to do and try and ruin my life who said uh nothing is sure in life but death and taxes um who did say that i think it maybe it's shakespeare was it yeah um but it's you, you know what the meaning of that is everyone's gonna fucking die yeah and everyone's gonna get screwed over by the government oh benjamin franklin benjamin franklin yeah well i mean there you go and so here i am now nine months into being told that i was fucking crazy i was a lunatic i was a pariah yeah at work when i said on the day, on March 16th, March 16th, I was told to go home and not come back. Because we got to do two weeks to flatten the curve. And I said, if they send us home today, we're never coming back. It's done. You packing in. And they were like, nah, it'll just be two weeks. Nah, it'll just be. It'll Imagine just if, be it, was, if it was 1st. just two weeks. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing um, guaranteed to last is a temporary government program. Uh, there, there's another great idiom for you. Yeah. The uh, so, and then it was uh, you know, it's just until July first. Like, oh, well, now it's just laid off, but you'll be back on January first, and then, uh, and then, and then, and then, and then. So here we are, right? We've now crossed this threshold. There's no more unemployment benefits. You can't get a job because you apply to places, and they just never call you back. Yeah, I went through. <laughs> That you, you you send in an application, you send in uh your uh, you write a cover letter, you send in your resume, worst. you sit on your fucking little thing, and you um you write down you redo your resume in their little template form. You yep. put your shit up on Indeed. You've got a couple of copies Monster. of your resume for all the different for the different things you might things be able you might to do. do. I had to I had to make a whole brand new resume because my resume, my theater resumes don't make any sense if you're not in theater. If you're in theater, you look at yeah. it and you go like this guy does a lot of shows. Yeah. But I have to make a resume that says like what I do. And how do you put in 
how do you put in working for yourself as a freelance technician? You just kind of like describe some of the random shit you did. <laughs> and then like all my retail experience is a decade ago. Yeah. Because I tried to get a career. <laughs> I don't have sales experience. So that's right out. And then if you do get into an interview, you have to kind of like, you have to salesman your way into say into explaining how, yeah, theater is is this one specific thing, but all of these skills are actually very applicable to yeah. what you do. Yeah, there's a reason why I'm the better poker player in our group of friends. It's because <laughs> I, I can read people better, and I can bluff better. Yeah, because I went and took a got a theater degree. Now, had I known, I would have gotten a fucking Walmart stalker degree because that seems to be the only <laughs> a fucking assistant manager at a Target degree because that apparently is a bulletproof job. Target can't close. I would have gotten a gunsmithing license or something. Just make guns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you said something to me yesterday. You said uh, the people in power don't care. Yeah. And the people that care don't have any power. Yeah. I called Tim. I mean, I called everybody. I, I I was I cried all day yesterday. I was I was the closest I've ever been to ending it. That was it. I was ready. If my mom hadn't said I'm I'm coming to to Tulsa right now, I I I would not. This episode would not be recorded. Everybody would be like, Tab got home from Tampa and killed himself. Yeah. Went out on a high note. Is it bad that I en envy Alan Foster? I don't know much about Alan Foster other than he uh, died after Road Rage Vegas. He they, oh, that's that's Saturday, right. Saturday, Sunday morning, they found him dead in his. That's in his, right in, in the his, Airbnb. In the, in the Airbnb. Yeah. He went to one last great fucking party. He yeah. had a great fucking party. That's right. Tampa was a great party. I told you the story about the fat woman outside yeah. the cigar bar <laughs> and getting bought beers by a gay Mexican, uh, Mexican, I assume Mexican guy, yeah. didn't speak a lick of English. Uh, you know, we went to this other, I met Ryan Long, the comedian, and then we sat and had a really long conversation late on, uh, on this Friday night, it was before the show, yeah. We were up until like four in the morning just talking about comedy. Cool. And uh, like his his whole approach to it and what works and what doesn't and and why what he's going for like he's he's a really interesting guy if not like a little on the on the rock star side i think you have to be uh i think the mo most comedians that make it somewhat on somewhat of a scale yeah have a, even um mike berbiglia yeah there's a he has a he has a bit where the bit where he cheats on his girlfriend mm -hmm. or almost cheats on, I can't remember. I mean, almost cheats on her. Almost yeah. cheats on her. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and his fucking fidget spinner. He, he has a fidget spinner. He just like constantly fucking with it. Like those were cool. What? Two years ago. <laughs> it's so funny. And it may, it pisses everyone around him off and it's just, it's just, it's yeah. genius. You know, we've got all these people trying to cancel us, you know, not, not necessarily me. I, I'm very on the periphery of the cancel wave, mm -hmm. but we had uh, Mersh there. Uh, do you know, you probably don't know who any of these people are. Mersh, nope. who is apparently an IRL streamer that people don't like for whatever reason. 
uh, Ethan Ralph, who half the internet hates. Twin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like he's like he's fucking, short. He's very yeah. short. Yeah. I saw the picture of him with that. I friend. cannot tell you how many people were like a guy came up to me and was like, "Hey, it's the gun," and I and I I just I, you know you're just like, oh, <laughs> and I just go like, "Yeah, I'm glad you like the kill stream." And then one of the guys comes up to me the next guy. He's like, "I didn't realize you weren't Ethan Ralph." <laughs> yeah, I began that all weekend, all really? weekend. I wonder how many people called him Mad Cucks. Like that's yeah. what I want to know. Yeah. Uh, Thinking Mad Cucks is this. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then there were. There, there was a I I did the thing that I, I every so often I'll I'll go to Kiwi Farms and search my own name or not my name but Mad, Mad Cucks, Cucks yeah. just to see if I've got a thread yet and uh-huh. I, I don't but the, I get I pop up in everyone else's threads and someone shared a picture of us because there was a whole thread about the Road Rage Tampa uh-huh. someone shared a picture of us and uh, and I someone was like. Mad Cucks really isn't that fat. He's just like normal guy fat. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> when you stand next to all these other really fat guys, yeah. it's like, oh, he's just like a regular sized guy. <laughs> and he's also he's also very tall. Tall. Which yeah. people don't realize until yes. it's like, oh, he's next to all these like fucking short people. But um Yeah, uh Alan Alan got one last good party in. I I don't know, man. It seems it seems um, macabre to think of it that way. Yeah, yeah. But like at this point, it looks like I have to move out of this house. I have to move back in with one of my parents, and something that you haven't done in almost ten since years since I was twenty. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. uh, twenty-one. Yeah. Um, and I I was very. I was very vehement. I was very proud of my independence. Yeah, it's it's one of the things I think that defines you. Um, and being that rock, like people, I I enjoy that people find me dependable. Yeah, and they know that when they need help, I'll always be there. And maybe that's why maybe that's why I deserve the help that I I get. Um but I don't want to need it. Yeah. That's the I know that about you. Yeah. And uh like I was telling you in the car, there are a lot of people that are saying, Ah, oh, well, you know, you're not the only one with these thoughts. You know, this this darkness that has welled up inside of me, this depression really that, that has overcome me over the last several months. Um, and just like, there's no, there's no way to get rid of it. You know, all the other times, all the other times in my life that I've faced depression, the way that I have dealt with it is through one thing. And it's the one thing I can't do. Yeah. I mean, you remember, yeah. uh, well, it was a decade ago. And I was working twelve jobs. Yeah, something like that. I had I was working at bars. I was working at the haunted house. I was working at a couple retail places. I yeah. was working. I was working at such a feverish pace that I didn't have a I didn't have an internal clock for about <laughs> a th- four month period. Um, I would I would program everything into my phone with an alarm that went off 30 minutes before I was supposed to be there and said what I needed to be wearing. And, um, I would just sleep every chance there was, I would sleep for a couple hours at a time. Sometimes, you know, a lot of times overnight I'd be able to get like five or six. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, but then it would be like 7.30 in the morning. Your phone would go off and it'd be like, you need to be at this theater and you need to have tools. And I'd be like, all right. And I would go to that theater and I'd have tools. And I'd finish there and I'd head towards home. And I'd lay down and like an hour later, my phone would go off and I'd be like, you need to be at this retail store you work at, khaki pants and a black t-shirt. And I'd go over there and I'd work a, a shift there. And sometimes sometimes I would it would double up where it'd be like, okay, you're going to go work this retail shift, khaki pants and black t-shirt. Then you need to go over to the haunted house and start construction on stuff. That's going to be until that, you know, three that, in the morning. Three in the morning. <laughs> you need to be wearing jeans and you need these these tools. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay, so I need to throw these in a bag and then have that bag in the passenger seat. And that's the way I lived my life for months. But I was going through some tough shit. And what it did was it just gave me such a, a I mean, I think I said this at one point, not having a job. Uh, I feel like I've lost, I, maybe I said on the show, maybe I just said it to a person, like, I, I have no purpose. There's no purpose to my life right now. My life has always been defined by my work, and not in the way yeah. that some people are like, they are their jobs. I've spent every day of the last 15 years pursuing one thing and one thing only, and that is being the best motherfucking stagehand, the best theater guy, the guy who does the best work on the shortest notice that there is. The guy that you can always count on when you call, he'll say yes, and he'll be there, and it'll be a do, and he'll do a good job, and you don't have to worry about it. You call me, and you don't have to worry about anything. You know it'll be good. You can just ch- check that worry. <laughs> I mean, that's why I was flown. I was flown. To South Carolina once, yeah, to do a wedding, yes, because the father of the bride just didn't want any problems, yeah, and he goes, "I want you, I want you out there, so that things it, will go smoothly. things will go smoothly." And I was like, "Okay," uh, he's like, "How much? Do, how much do I need to pay you?" And I'll pay all your expenses. And I was like, "Okay, well, you know, this much." And he's like, "Done," and bring your girlfriend, fly her out <laughs> here too. I mean, it was like, and your and your rental car and your motel. And it's all taken care of because I want my daughter's wedding to not have have the. I can just take this whole thing and just go. Not my problem. It's going to be good, and then I can focus on all these other things that are now my problem. Yeah, and I, you know, it's um, yeah. It's 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 really fucked up, and then people say you're not alone. And I'm like, yeah, that's what that's what bothers that's, me. That's yeah, <laughs> that's what bothers me is that like, I am. If this was some weird uh, fluke where I was the only one getting fucked, Rube by the Goldberg universe, sort of machine of events, well, you just this. kind of fell through the cracks, you know, which happens. And it's like, oh yeah, you know this uh, this guy fell through the cracks. Sorry, it happens. Sorry, it happened to you. You've got the safety net, so to speak, of your family and your friends and fans uh, to keep going. But there are guys, there are people with kids, yeah, that are about to get. They're about to get a, a notification that, that that they're done. Yeah, like you, you can't go back to work because your bar gig. You know the bar. It's like oh, you just get a job at a bar or a restaurant serving food. 
you can't though yeah. because the bars are at 30% capacity so they don't have as many waiters and waitresses on mm-hmm. so they only hired back their best ones yep. or the ones they like the most yeah and so they're not hiring any new people and those people are getting 30% of their normal tip tips yeah and so which which you know the because the restaurant's not paying them you know the restaurant's paying them $5 an hour yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe they're paying them the seven twenty five, and then they get tips. But whatever they're getting paid, they're and it's just like everyone's. But but being so over. so there are there are bartenders and waitresses and people who are just still sitting at home that have kids that are not having Christmas this year. Yeah. They have they're looking at getting evicted because you told me. The eviction moratorium ends on January first. It just kind of feels no. Like it ends on December thirty first. December thirty first. So it just which means you can be evicted on, on the January first. Yeah, it seems like every everything's just building to this head that in a simpler time, in a time with stronger men, we would just all go get our guns and march up on the Capitol and start fucking executing these motherfuckers. Yeah. But we don't do that anymore because they've bred they've bred two generations of men who have no self-reliance the the three generations the boomers and it's just it's been very gradual the boomers and then the gen xers and now mm-hmm. the millennials millennials were fucking useless yeah <laughs> on, on the large part and so and the millennials have the least ability to build wealth and this is going to wipe it out i mean this is any wealth you had built is gone now yeah. i was right on the cusp march I was right on the cusp. I was like, man, this is, I'm about to crest this hill. And once I crest this hill, it's just going to be downhill. And all these, all this debt's going to go away and it's going to snowball. And then by the end of the year, I will be in a very good financial, financially stable place that I can move into a house Mm -hmm. and I can expand the studio. Yeah. And I can work on this car. But I just have to get over this hill. And like right before that crest happened, it all just fucking came tumbling down. And uh, and you're not alone. Yeah, of course you're not alone. I went through, I didn't bring the note card in here. I went through the list of issues from this show. Mm-hmm. Because I know we've talked about there, it's not, it's this, it's an all pervasive societal systemic problem that has just been. It's been simmering for so long, and it's finally like it, the pot pie of freedom. The crust is cracked, and now the juice is e- leaking out. And instead of it being this delicious turkey pot pie that you mm-hmm. thought you were making, it's like fucking broccoli ca- communism casserole. And you're just like, <laughs> oh, no. And that's squirting all over the surface, and it, we're all going to drown in it eventually. And... I was looking, I looked at the list of issues because we've touched on all these little things, these like little building blocks over the course of the show. I'm going to go get the note card. I don't give a shit. I'll just edit this out. <clears throat> so I made this list. I made this list of, uh, of, of issues that I wrote down. And from, I, this is, I think soft censorship. That was one of the very early Buck and Chaco episodes. Uh-huh. Soft censorship. This like, a, slowly we filtered our words. Yeah. The UN Big problem. Voted up. Initial reports, the way the news mm-hmm. says a thing and then just lets it fall in the background. And we've yeah. all forgotten about it. Yeah. That's that's this whole year has been. Scientism, the like this belief in science. We yeah. got science is a religion. We have been 
seeing this piece by piece, this whole show, it's amazing. Microaggressions, when you have people that are afraid of microaggressions, we'll never get to macroaggressions. That's why we can't <laughs> rise up. Glorifying violence. The, I mean, they're killing people. They, Black Lives Matter and Antifa are killing people in the street because they're wearing fucking Trump hats. Yeah. Because we, we slow. We, I mean, we started with this whole, uh, is it okay to punch a Nazi conversation mm-hmm. in early 2016? Yeah. And it was like, yeah, that's okay. And then we started labeling everyone as Nazis, and then it came around, and it's like, okay, now we can just commit violence, and we're completely justified because we slowly chipped away at the culture to do it. College. College just, I mean. Ruin millennials' lives. Yep. And it's only now coming to surface. Uh, using kids to virtue signal. Ambush journalism. Sources. Sources are completely meaningless yep. now. Online resume cover letters. The useless things taught in school. The new math. Passing the buck signs. Break, uh, breaking the voting wall. Abandoning the final frontier. Weather freakouts. It's for the kids. And then I thought this was amazing when I was looking through. Episode 167, February 7th, 2020. Mm-hmm. Virus fear mongering. <laughs> because that was, that was the, I, I knew then, I knew then it was yep. bullshit. Yep. I could, I could just, I have this thing that I feel in my bones and I just know things. I can't explain it. It's it's I mean it's it makes about as much sense as ghosts. Sure, sure. No, I I mean it's that same uh undescribable uh thing that I have. I think I think everyone has a sort of undescribable thing like that. Mm-hmm. Like mine would be like, "Hey, I really don't, like back in high school. Man, I really don't want to uh take this test today." Uh-huh. Right? Uh and then you get to Physics class, there's a sub and no test. Yeah. Right? And it's not just the one time it happens. It's the, like, almost every time when it happens, right? Or I also have the, I have a pretty good, I have a bad feeling about this yeah. thing uh, that, that clicked in, like, right before I crashed your bike. That <laughs> night, that yeah. night I had that feeling. I had that, well, this is, this, this, this is probably not very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, mine is... Mine is, I just, I can just, I can tell, it's like a visceral, it's a visceral response in my body to right and wrong. Yeah. And I don't know, I can't quantify it. I can't give you any sources. All I can tell you is I just know things sometimes. And this was one of the things I knew. I knew in February. And then continuing back up the list, like every episode, there's there's one thing. Almost every episode from 167 on. It's oh, just yeah. Like, yeah. And it feels like a cascade. It feels like, you know, we soft censorship was this first little domino and hit the next little domino and the next little domino. And then by 167, it was just in the culture. It was this runaway freight train that you just could not throw your hands up and stop. Yeah. Because it's going to, it's, it's, it's full steam ahead at this point. And that's why they just, they get more and more and more and more and more things in there. And there were others, but those, those are the ones that I decided to pull out in, in this list. And not to, not to be Glenn Beck, but I feel like, I feel like we're about to preside over the end of this country. This is, this is the end of the, the idea that all men are created equal 
and men are capable of self-governance. I mean, maybe maybe self-governance has been gone for a while, but it just... I think so. Um, we, yeah, I've, yeah, I've said this before. I'm going to say it, say it a little differently, but that shit in 1776, I mean, it was a different... It was a completely different time. Yeah. And you can't... Okay. Uh, there is a... A company called Wormwood. I've talked about them a little bit. They were mm-hmm. there was the, the Black Lives Matter. Anyways, uh, they've had a uh, like behind the scenes YouTube show once or twice a week for the lot. They're on season six now. Yeah, they've been doing it for a while, and they were a pretty small company. They make in America, they make American made handcrafted uh, game tables, game tables, That's and D and D accessories. Yeah, yeah game accessories um they had this and i'm like any, like any company that because you know they they were featured on critical role i mean they just they got more popular mm-hmm. um and then they did a kickstarter earlier this year and it is like the 11th most funded kickstarter of all time for cheap cheaper uh gaming tables yeah um and so they've had the size of company up they're now over a hundred they've they they uh bought a furniture company. Yeah. Uh, and they're now, they now have over a hundred employees. This last week, they just put out a video. Their CEO resigned. Oh yeah. Um, because one of the things he took pride in, like they didn't have an HR department. If you had a problem, you came and talked to him yeah. in his office. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things he said is that like he could, he couldn't keep, the feeling of the company when it was like less than 50 people working yeah. in this company, he couldn't, it doesn't scale up. That's, I think that's part of partially human brain. You know, the human brain is capable of like keeping track of between a hundred and 150 people. Yes. Yeah. And like, that's, that's your, tri- that's a tribe size. It's also a ta- That's also what a town. That's also like what a small town was back then. Yeah. Uh, but you know what I'm but, saying? But like, I, I mean, I'm talking about, Ancient time, right? Sure. Was, no, I, I know. I know what you mean. Was your your a tribe was like a hundred people, hundred people, yes. and and it's by a lot that that number seems to be biologically, biologically ingrained into our yeah, yeah. into our brain. Like uh, you look at even in high school, if you have a graduating class, our graduating class was like two hundred people, and I I it's could closer to three hundred, I think. Was it was it two hundred ninety or something? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's three hundred people. If you if you put me in a crowd of old high school friends, old high school. Our high school graduating class of yeah. 300 people probably pull out a third of them because that's that's about you, I uh, would yeah about a third uh, I would know them by by their full name mm-hmm. another third I've seen I, I is he might be a Nick yeah right I've never had any classes with him but I've seen him around yeah right he's he I know his face the other third uh, I didn't even know they went to the school <laughs> yeah. right yeah and so so. Like the way we we kind of cheated that to scale it up into to make cities and whatnot was uh, to create things to tie us together, like religion and community and yeah. these names, and then it, we were able to expand and expand and expand and expand until now we have the social media where you're encountering five thousand people a day, and it just it just can't compute. Like we. We just can't process that many people. Yeah, and but what it does is it 
so you know the CEO he can't keep the same feeling because fifty people who are united in the idea of doing one thing yeah. is much less homogenous or not homogenous, um, much less diverse mm-hmm. than a hundred people now who want to sure. do the same. Even if they have the same thing they want, everybody has their their dumbass thing and they think their opinion's important. Yeah, I mean the reason he resigned was six, 15 or sixteen people wrote a document, signed it by name, and said, hey, these, these are the things we, we we have low morale in the company because mm-hmm. we don't have an HR department. We Why think, do you want an HR department? I don't know. Have you ever, like, that's just like, oh, we're in a company. A company has to have an HR department. Like, <laughs> why? For what? What yeah. do they do? They do nothing. Yeah. It just was, fucking put up a suggestions box. That's yep. an HR department. It was, And that was one of the things. But he said, hey, I'm not this person to do that. I still want to be in the company. He's now like a project manager. Yeah. He, he's he's now his now and now his job title is the thing he likes doing. And he yeah. gave someone else the job as CEO. Yeah, that's I mean Because the shit doesn't scale. That is that is uh, so when I was in when I my man, my whole fucking life. When I was in high school, you know, you know, uh you should be a technical director. I don't want to be a technical director. Yeah. Technical directors do a lot of meetings uh-huh. and a lot of paperwork yeah. and a lot of telling people what to do. I want to do things. You want to work with I'm, I'm, a, wanna... I'm a doer. Yeah. Hands uh, on. And then I got into college. And I think it was like two months into college, the scenic design professor pulled me aside and was like, You know, have you ever thought about doing go, going in a technical direction? And I was like, No, I don't want to do technical direction. Yeah. I just want to do a job and I just want to work. I don't want to do the meetings. I don't want to do all this bullshit. She's like, You'd be a really good technical. And it was just like, it's kept my whole fucking life of you should be a technical director. You should be a technical director. You should be a technical director. You should be in charge of things. I don't want to be in charge of things. I want to be doing things like my, I think my ideal now would be, I would really love, I would really love to build myself a workshop and just hand make things by myself and sell them for money. That sounds awesome. Yeah. If I had the tools and the capability and the know-how to do stuff like that, I would. And then, and then when someone comes in and and they they want to wear a mask in my shop, I can just be like, "Oh, sorry, um, we're sold out of everything." <laughs> like, what? Uh, we we don't serve your kind here, faggot! And then run their ass right out of my 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 shop. And like like you know, have people come in and be like, "We I want this specific thing. I want these kinds of styles. I don't know." That really appeals to me. The 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 work work, but also it's just you. It's just me. Um. And like maybe maybe eventually have a couple of people that you work with. Yeah. Uh, I just want. I just want to be able to live in the world on my terms. And I really feel like my terms are not drastic. Like I'm not. I don't really want anything from anybody other than what they're willing to give. Yeah. In exchange for, I don't. Yeah, I, you're not taking. Yeah. Like you're not stealing. Like I, I just, I, you know, I just want to work in. I just want to work in theater and and like make theater. Yeah. I don't care if it's good. I don't care if it's bad. I don't care if it matters. I don't care if they're white or they're black, or they're Asian or it's women or men or men with dicks or chi- or dudes with vaginas, big titties, small titties, big titties, big titties, <laughs> uh, whatever. Long hair, short hair, musical, opera, ballet, 
hip hop dance, modern dance, jazz, tap, whatever, straight plays, comedians, one man shows, bands, singer songwriters, orchestras, whatever. I just want to do my little part to make the show that much better. And all I want in exchange for it is to be paid what I deserve as a artistic engineer Mm -hmm. and then to be able to go and spend that money in the way that I see fit, be it on the necessities like water, power, electricity, and rent, or be it on the frivolous like Drugs and hookers. whiskey <laughs> and cigars. And drugs and hookers. And yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. Like, I would not feel sorry for myself if like I had put myself in this position. And in a lot of ways I did. Like I, I definitely, there's a, there were decisions that I made that were not the correct ones, but it was because I didn't have, uh, because everyone, everyone constantly was trying, was trying to fucking sugar my ass up with bullshit and yeah, string me yeah. along. If they had told me, they had said in March, we're just going to close and we'll open up whenever, I would have gone to grad school. That was my plan B. Yep. Was to go hide myself in academia for three years, let this all blow over, two years, I guess, for a master's, let this all blow over and then come out of it now a master artisan that I can go fucking get more money. I looked into grad schools. I looked at them and I was like, this sounds awful. They're saying, yeah, <laughs> they're saying we'll be back to work in May. They're saying we'll be laid off in July, but then we'll be back in January. So, you know, it'll be, it'll be six hard months on unemployment and like trying to balance things. And the, they're saying they're going to give us more money because of the pandemic. And they're saying they'll hire us back January 1st. And then they say they're not gonna. And then they say like, oh, you need to, apply for other jobs and then you apply for other jobs and they're fucking nobody's hiring. Nope. And then you get home one day and you're the failures of others that caused you to make some decisions have cascaded to a point where you're out of way you're out of ways to see the way out. Like I I've I a lot of times people ask me about and I say I I say I'm not a plan B kind of guy. Yeah. Because my plan A's usually work out. Usually work out. But usually it's like plan A and a half. Sure, sure. Because I'm very you, flexible. You, you build in some um I, I can just uh, when when plan A stops working, we just we just keep going. Yeah. And you power through, you bear down and dig deep. And I'm like <laughs> I'm out of plan I'm out of plan A's and a halves. And I don't know, maybe I, I, I just like, I kind of wish I was a stupider person. Like I, 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 there are these people, I just don't understand how there are these people that are so fucking stupid, so inable to like maintain the world they're in that constantly fail into success. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, maybe if I was dumber, I think. It's like it's like think so. a skilled tree in Fallout, right? Yeah. Like I dumped too much into intelligence, and if I had just dumped it all in, like I, I did a playthrough recently of Fallout where I just did, I did a luck. ten luck, zero intelligence, zero. I think I did high strength, mm-hmm. and holy shit, was it fun? Because everything was just wild, always, yeah. all the time. Yeah. 
And so I just, I see it and I wonder, like, maybe if I was dumber, I'd be able to weather this more because I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be able to process. But then, like, you wonder, you know, how how do I, how do you process any of it? And that's the, that's, there's a world that people live in where they don't like look in the mirror and see past their face. Yeah. They just see like, oh, that is what my face looks like. They don't look at their face and go, is that, is that really me? Can I perceive this? What if, you know, is, is what I see the same as what the other people see? Yeah. And the other thing, the other thing, I think another big fundamentally, uh, important part of my character has always been a certain level of stoicism and that people don't hear me talk about like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to go to Tampa. But that's just a thing that I'm, I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. I, I've never, I never swell over. No, you don't. Uh, despite being angry all the time. Like I'm, I'm a very even keel. Yeah. I never get like too, been out of too sad about some things but i never get too happy about other things maybe yes. that's like a mental de- deficiency because i can get very angry about things uh but i kind of feel like those are on opposite axes you know, yeah, happy, yeah. sad and they have like anger and contentment sure and i can go i can go i can be very content and i can be very angry yeah. but i can't be very happy and i can't be very sad usually usually and i feel like i've just broken through the bottom floor of that but then part of my stoicism would normally kick in even on the times where i have dipped below on the sadness or dipped over on the happy mm-hmm. my stoicism keeps me from really showing it and letting it out and because everything's a cycle and you're going to pull back out of it yeah and uh so it, it I, I mean i feel like i've completely broken that by even sitting down and talking about this but I guess long story short, every single episode of Here's What I'll Get from now on is very potentially the last one yeah. for multiple reasons, yes. for a lot of reasons. I mean, we may not have a studio to record in. I may not be in this state anymore. Yeah. I may be dead. Sure. I mean, let's face it. <laughs> um, I would not like that one. But. Yeah. I don't really care. Yeah. That's the other thing. It's <laughs> like everybody, everybody uh, say, oh, you know, you don't you wear a seatbelt because you're like, what about your family? You don't consider them victims? Because, you know, arguing about the China virus and masks yeah. and stuff. Like, you wear a seatbelt? Like, yeah, but a uh, seatbelt doesn't affect other people. Like, oh, it affects your family. It makes them sad. And like, yeah, it's not really my concern. <laughs> other people's emotions are my concern. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, if I'm dead, then you got to kind of, like, respect it that I went out on my terms. And that's really the way that I want to go. I don't yeah. want to die a coward's death. Where I'm just slowly whittled down until I'm fucking bent over and wearing a mask and working at Walmart and with my little fucking smock. And I say, like, have a nice day. And I have to hit all the fucking things and answer the phone in a certain way and hit all those little fucking stupid things and then get chewed out when it's like, oh, we got 90% because you didn't say, be sure to come back and see us. You just said, come back and see us. And then I just go, like, okay, I'll try and keep that in mind. As opposed to just going like, you know what? Fuck you and walking out. Because that's what I've done. I yeah. did that. Yeah. So. Like Doc Holliday. I'm the opposite of Doc Holliday. You know yeah. Doc Holliday? Yeah. You're a Western guy. You should know Doc Holliday. You know how Doc Holliday died? From, uh, he was sick. 
but he died with his boots off. Yeah. And he wanted to die that way. We watched Tombstone. Do you not remember Tombstone? You yeah, you no, blocked Tombstone out of your head. I'm, I'm, you? I'm talking about the now. Do you remember that Val Kilmer was in Tombstone and he played Doc Holliday? Who's Val Kilmer? <laughs> Batman. Christian Bale was in Tombstone. Yes. Oh. Uh, now uh, I remember reading about Doc Holliday when I was a kid because I was interested in cowboys, but I don't like westerns. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh. Yeah, die with his boots off. I don't want to die with my boots off. I want to die with my boots on. I want to die fighting. Uh, in whatever form that takes. What's what's this is me, Liam. I'm, I'm a, it's a lyric I'm quoting, but it's uh, it's better to die quick. Better to fade out than uh, better, no, better to burn it's, out it's than a fade away. It's a different uh, lyric. <laughs> uh, better to die quick, fighting on your feet, than to live forever begging on your knees. That's great. Who is that? Randy Blythe of Lamb of God. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. I mean, um, Shakespeare: a coward dies a thousand deaths, but the valiant taste of death but once. One of the only qu- quotes by him that's good. <laughs> uh, I just it just what really pisses me off like the people that I really hate in this I hate the leaders who told us to just like deal with it Yeah, I hate all the people who uh, only cared about themselves but cloaked it in the veneer of caring for others caring for others while when the time comes to like like where you fucking just you why didn't you stop? Why did you did, did you ever think to call your congressman and go like, "Hey, be sure that these unemployed people don't like stop getting money." At any point in that? I mean, it was on the news. <laughs> it was on the news that the money ended. Yeah. And then and then you were just like, "Oh, fuck them. I've got my money. I don't give a shit." Yeah. And the thing is like even if they introduced a bill yesterday. Yeah. Even if it passes this week. Yeah. Not, no money's gonna come for quite a while. It'll be it'll be it'll be a, it'll be a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, the latest. It almost feels intentional, right? It feels like sure. like oh, now everyone's gonna be angry, and then in twenty days, Biden gets sworn in, and he's like executive orders. Oh yeah, we're giving everybody a thousand dollars a week for the next forever. Um, but you gotta wear a mask. Suddenly, or else you don't get it. He's a hero. Yeah, and you and now his approval rating shoot through the roof. You know, a lot, a lot like uh, a lot like V for Vendetta. Yes. The, yes. John Hurt. Uh, the no, I'm trying to think of what the the virus is called. Three Rivers. No, those are the places where where it. Where that's where it infected. Infected. Yeah. yeah. Um, Three Waters. I think that's what it was called. Three, yeah. Saint Mary's virus. Saint Mary's virus. That's right. Yeah. yeah um. It's crazy. Oh, there's 275,000 people dead. And, yeah, like what? And, and it, that, and it, you know, you know when that that has never reached me because no. as soon as because because in school, like in middle school, we were shown those graphs where it's like, hey, there's fifteen thousand people that die in a car accident every day. Yeah, and that's like a tenth of this pie wheel. Yeah, it's like well, then it it surpassed heart disease as the number one killer. Like, yeah, because a lot of heart disease virus deaths this year are counted as the fucking China mm-hmm. virus. Because guess what? Uh, when one you, of you the have symptoms- heart disease and you get a you get real sick, you often die. Yeah. <laughs> Especially something that makes it hard to breathe, like taking a bunch of fentanyl. 
I don't did I I don't know, did I ever tell you that I had some some breathing some breathing stuff. <laughs> yeah. I was breathing a little weird when I had it. Yeah. yeah. They would, if they if you you had gotten it in March, they would have put you on a ventilator and killed you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they would have sent you to a nursing home to kill some grandmas. Nice. Yeah, I just I mean I I talked for almost fifty five minutes about this. So This is not gonna be a regular episode if anyone's waiting. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> if this is Uh, you know, I, I want to try and be, I want to be, uh, I want to be the upbeat, like high energy guy that is on the show every week. But, um, that guy's a real guy. You know, th- we don't fake this. No. That people, people often are like, oh, you're, you're a lot like you are on your show. Yeah, I am. That's it's just I us. Am. It's us. I'm, I'm not like these other podcasts where they put on a character. This is me. Yeah. It's always been me. Yeah. So you're a lot more susceptible to picking up on like us guys having a bad day. Yes. Then like, were. like when, when you did, there was uh what was the, the Apple rant? Yeah. That was one of the bigger rants. I think I've seen you do on the show. Yeah. It was when you couldn't drag and drop, drag and drop. It was a, you were standing up like I was red face. You were furious. I was furious. Um, I've seen that happen all out of the show. Multiple oh, times. all the time. All the time. Yeah. I oh God, that I was I'm still pissed off about that. <laughs> I'm so pissed off about it because because it, had, it, it applied to this. I tried so hard to make it easy for every like just I'm trying to do everything I possibly can to make this work, and it just won't work. Yeah, it just won't work. Yeah, and it is exactly like this. Yeah. So uh, now that we've recorded this, we're gonna take a break and probably eat some food, and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna do the news. Do you have news? I think so. Do some yeah. news, and then uh, Tim has some issues. We've got some gifts that came in. I don't know how the issues. We'll 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 talk about. Okay, stuff. we're gonna we're gonna have some more talking um, in this very unusual episode of the show. Uh, and we'll, we'll yeah we'll open these uh, packages. And we've got some voicemails, and um, I don't know. I probably have some more stories about Tampa that I can share. Sure. So for you, it's gonna be like nothing happened, but. Uh, that brings us to... This episode is brought to you by... He's a black-faced lawyer. News. Network. I'm calling the police. Two if you count the cows. Well, Tim, what news do we have today? It's almost like two hours hasn't passed. <laughs> uh, well, our first news story is very plain and simple, mm-hmm. as you will hear. The government totally sucks, you motherfucker. The government totally sucks. Ben Franklin was a rebel indeed. He liked to get naked while he smoked on the weed. He was a genius, but if he was is that, dead um, today, the government would fuck him Craig up. Craig Christ guy. Now let me tell you something about the government. Uh-huh. They're fucking up the environment. Stephen Lynch. Taking all the fucking beautiful no. animals. Yeah. And making them fucking extinct. Oh, no. The government totally sucks, you motherfucker. The government totally sucks. Who is that? That's Tenacious D, Jack Black. Oh, wow. It yeah. uh, doesn't suck as much as I thought it would. That's half that song. Oh. Uh, our first real news story comes that comes to us out of San Francisco. Guess what? They solved the Zodiac Killer's most uncrackable cipher. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, apparently, it wasn't... Why know, was I just looking into that? Oh, so I watched Unsolved Mysteries. That's right. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
after millions of attempts and thousands of bad solutions and 51 years, uh, the cipher has been solved. Um, apparently it was, uh, it just the N word a bunch of times. <laughs> no, it was, it was crazy hard. Um, it was, it was, it wasn't logical. Like all the, this, you have to make like illogical math based. Yeah. yeah, yeah this was entirely illogical. Uh, they had to use supercomputers. Um, here, here's the, here's the text. I hope you are having lots of fun in trying to catch me. That wasn't me on the TV show referring to when they, uh, they showed like a picture of a dude like, Hey, this guy might be the uh-huh. Zodiac killer, uh, which brings up a point about me. I am not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise all the sooner because I now have enough slaves to work for me where everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise. So they are afraid of death. I am not afraid because I know that my new life is life will be an easy one in paradise. Death. Really? Yeah. That's Uh, apparently it lines up with other stuff. He had said he spells paradise wrong every time on purpose. P-A-I-R-D-I-C-E. P-A-R-A-D-I-C. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, that's the way it's spelled in uh, Xanadu for me. Oh, I drink yeah. the milk yeah. of paradise. paradise. Yeah. <laughs> now it's just saying Xanadu. <laughs> to dine myself <laughs> on honeydew. <laughs> uh, to walk the caves of ice. Man, seeing that live was... That was so great. So good. Um, uh, apparently, this was it was solved by an international three-person team of code breakers, uh, an American computer programmer, a Belgian computer programmer, and an Australian applied mathematician. Uh, the process began with the Australian running over 650,000 simulations to determine the correct reading direction of the characters. Wow. Just to determine that. Yeah. Um. See that's see that. I think a, they, and I think they have a YouTube. They have a podcast. Where this the, would be no. a great thing for a math teacher to bring in and be like, "You guys don't understand math, but when you get into higher levels of yep. math, you can do this. You can solve and explain yeah. like the Zodiac killer thing and get." Oh Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. Tim! I have a story for you. Uh, it's talking. Do to you my, know who who it is? Yeah. Who? Ted Cruz. Yeah. Like, fucking, <laughs> um. Why do you think he's referring to slaves? It's uh-huh. all his constituents in Texas. Come on. Yeah. Uh, the, no, so I was talking to um, my stepmom today about my sister, one of my sisters, and uh, she she's said for a long time that she wants to quit school as soon as she can, which I respect mm-hmm. her because that's what I wanted to do too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the um, the uh, So anyway, now she decides she wants to be a homicide detective. Huh. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And um, so, so she is going to want to go to college, but she's going to move to New York with three of her friends. She's going to be a homicide detective. Her other friend is going to be a salon owner. Uh-huh. And then the other two friends are going to be strippers. Uh-huh. And I was like, that that is a, like kids are are striving for that. That that well, there's a key word, um, kids. Because how old is this sister? Um, she is 16 years younger than I am, so 13. Yeah. That's why I remember their ages. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 
So now, if this was like a sixteen-year-old, it uh, doesn't matter how old you are. Uh, I if it was a sixteen-year-old, I might could understand it a little better. Wanting to be a stripper, and all of it, all of oh. It. <laughs> No, none of it makes sense. I mean, like, like uh, being a homicide detective, like that's a uh, sure. I like sure, that. of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, being a hair salon owner, sure, yeah. But being a stripper, what? <laughs> that used to be a thing that where it would be like, oh well, if you know, all you got left is being a stripper, and yeah, then, yeah. and then and but my sister's like, oh, do they make so much money? And it's like, yeah, but they have to sell their soul to do it. Besides, don't you know about OnlyFans? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> You don't even have to be there where they can touch you. Yeah. I mean, um, I just, it's so weird. It's so weird that that was a thing. Uh, but that's again, like that's, that's society, uh, prioritizing money yes. and how money is important. And then like also this new wave of, oh, we need to be totally free sexually and all this stuff. And like, it's all repressive and puritan puritanical. It's like, yeah, but like, uh, could you, tone it down a little bit because 13 year olds know what and strive to be strippers yeah that's you know i didn't know what a stripper was when i was 13 probably i mean i probably didn't i probably had like heard about it in a movie or whatever but i didn't mm -hmm. like understand the concept that a woman uh with no better prospects other than the fact she got nice titty yeah and ass well even then depending on where you live yeah, yeah. uh so we were at this strip club in Tampa and one guy said it's like Cyberpunk 2077 in there and I was like is there a chick with a dick and they're like no 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 no, no cups above C <laughs> that's pretty good uh, but like kid kids it's the same way it would be like to me it's the same way if like a kid was like oh, I want to flip burgers at McDonald's for a living yeah yeah like, well there's there was, yeah like like <laughs> exactly like she had said, I want to be a model. Uh-huh. Which is kind of the same thing, but societally like acceptable. Uh-huh. Right? And yeah. maybe something to strive towards. Uh-huh. Um, versus like, like I want to be in a, a seedy place in the wrong side of town in a place with no windows uh -huh. where you go inside and everything's dark and someone yeah. chick just shakes her ass and then yeah. men throw dollars at her. Yeah. We were at the we were at the strip club in um in uh Tampa, and I was sitting with the uh, Nick Ricada and his wife, mm -hmm. Lady Rackets, and then on my other side was Dick, an '80s girl, mm -hmm. and uh, and then I, you know, you just like take a moment, you reflect on how you got here, yeah, you're just yeah. like, oh, <laughs> what is going on in my life? Like behind me is Ethan Ralph and his lady friend, and over there is Carl from Who Are These Podcasts, and I'm just like, what? transpired in my life that got me to this point. <laughs> but anyway, this one chick gets up there and you know she's doing her dance and guys are throwing all kinds of dollars. Uh -huh. And then the next chick and you know, there's probably like thirty dollars up there. And then the next chick gets up there and dances and one guy throws like five bucks at her. Yeah. And then Nick Rackets feels bad. So he throws like five bucks at her. Uh -huh. And then <laughs> She gets off the stage like ten dollars, and he's like, "I felt bad." I she dancing there. She was the only one in the time we had seen there who had actually climbed up on the pole and uh, spun did stuff. around, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, and like, and nobody was giving her anything. And I was like, "That's how they get you, Nick." And, <laughs> and then we, so we had this conversation, and, and he said, "He said, you know, if I was like, if I was doing one of my streams and all I got was nine dollars, I think I would just pack it in. That would be that would be the last stream." And I said, "I said, yeah, but you have to look at like." 
economies of scale because some guys nine bucks is that's a good stream uh-huh. you know but i guess comparatively like if you stream and then right after you the next because then the next girl got up there and it was like fucking just, <laughs> there was probably 50 bucks up there i don't know i wasn't counting every dollar just yeah. every other dollar and uh did she have like <laughs> visible bullet wounds or something <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. That's the other thing. Like I'm watching it. I'm just like, what? Oh, you, I, you I'm can, trying you to can, figure you, out the metric gotcha. of how. Because gotcha. there's got to be a. It's a lot like. It's a lot like my dad and I used to have this Taco Bueno theory. Yes, the and salsa we were theory. trying to figure out the salsa how how salsa numbers were created, and the only thing we were able to f- figure out was that it's a, the only true random randomly generated right, number right. on the planet yeah, outside yeah, of yeah. a pair of dice, uh-huh. and. um which even then you can you can you can uh, tell the percentage of yes yes yeah. they, they, there are chances there was yeah. nothing it was chaos true chaos <laughs> true chaos we're theory. like Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park <laughs> uh, and I kind of feel like that's the way with strippers too because huh. there was nothing quantifiable that I could okay. be like okay. like oh yeah that lady's smoking hot she definitely should get fifty bucks and the next one I'm just kind of like uh, you know yeah and then she also gets fifty bucks I'm like what is going on <laughs> uh, but anyway. Then I left and I drove three people back home. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was really funny. Uh, Dick and 80s girl, they go get a dance, a private dance from uh, the the hottest girl that had been on stage mm-hmm. in the time we were there, which I don't know how that long that was, like, I don't know, half an hour. And then we're just sitting there watching for, for a few minutes and then Carl from who these podcasts comes up. He's like, "Hey, uh, I think I'm gonna get an Uber out of here. Anybody want to go?" And I was like, "I've got my car. I'll drive." <laughs> and the rackets are like, "Yeah, we're done here too. Let's all get out of here." <laughs> so we cruised back to the Airbnb, and everybody went to bed. Well, actually, uh, the rackets went to bed, and then uh, Carl from who these podcasts and I talked about podcasts for a little while. And uh, yeah, he's a cool dude. He's yeah. an interesting guy to talk to. He's I like his show too. I only recently started reasoning, listening to it. Anyway, what's our next news story? Well, uh, time to get into the weird stuff. Actually, well, let, before that, uh, do you recall this would have been uh, back in June? Um, there was a billionaire uh, named Forrest Fenn who hid like a big old treasure chest yes, somewhere in the Rocky that. Mountains. Yeah, and he left the clues? Yes. Well, someone found it. Uh, On accident? In, no, no, no. Someone found it. Someone was looking for it and found it in June. Which is when we we did the story, uh-huh. but of course they have remained completely anonymous until now, because of a lawsuit. What? Um, apparently, the guy that found it was his name is Jack Stewart, um, and he he was forced to reveal his identity after uh, someone else filed a lawsuit against him, alleging that he obtained the treasure through hacking that other person. Uh-huh. Um, this chest was filled with 22, 22 pounds of gold coins and expensive jewelry left uh-huh. by this uh, billionaire. Um, and it had been going on 10, 10 years. People have been looking for this chest. He found it. And then this lady named Barbara Anderson, who was another treasure hunter. Women can't do anything. So I know that lady said she had spent a considerable amount of time and money on the search Uh and she filed it in an attempt to find the identity of the finder and alleges that the treasure's finder followed her and hacked into her computer and email to steal the information and clues she found. Okay, so she had all the stuff and was like that close to finding it. Why didn't you get a bitch? <laughs> exactly. You couldn't get a shovel? Yeah. Um, 
Not only I that, believe not I, only that, she she had clues. She didn't know it because here here's the thing. She says she was searching in and around Santa Fe. That's where she believed it was. Um, uh huh. He found the treasure in Wyoming. Okay. You know, there's a there's a this, I, this is pretty clearly going to be dismissed at, under um, law two thirty eight a subsection g. Uh-huh. Uh Finders keepers losers weepers. Yeah. Yeah. This one has a little car. This one has a little star. Yeah. Look how, uh, how many little bitches there are. <laughs> um, this is his. This is Jack's quote. Uh, the U.S. District Court for New Mexico has ruled that Forrest the state must provide some of my personal information to a woman I do not know and with whom I have never communicated. Um, and called the lawsuit meritless. I I seem to be on his side. Yeah. So if he hacked her, um, why didn't he did he find it in Wyoming? Did he like look at the map up? Is that Dan fucking like, <laughs> Bugs Bunny? He's like, um, oh shit! I should have turned she left in Albuquerque. She said she claims she had found the final clue that led her to the treasure's actual location, but that Stewart had followed her to it and was able to beat her to the treasure's location. And then what? He like drove the box up to Wyoming. And planted a bunch of clues that he followed to the box. I think I think it was always in Wyoming, and uh, I I just think she she's she's clearly she's mad she didn't get it. Yeah, hoes be mad, man. Uh, well, now we can move on to the weird stuff. Uh, our next news story comes to us from New Orleans. A New Orleans judge sentenced uh, a man who admitted to tricking women into changing his diapers. By feigning disabilities to five years of probation. Crippled Jesus. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, Rutledge Diaz the fourth. Sorry for doxing you, Crippled Jesus. Um, he uh, he posed on babysitting apps as the brother of a man named Corey, who supposedly had mental and physical disabilities, um, and uh, and said that uh, the babysitters were to treat Corey as if he were a child. A young child with diapers. Of course, he was Corey the whole time. Um, and the and the funniest part, I think, uh, is that uh, after the hearing where he was where he pled guilty, um, that which was last year, he was locked up until this year uh, when his lawyers uh, argued that his bail should be reduced uh, reduced because of COVID. Um. He then pleaded guilty to possession of methamphetamines, possession of drug paraphernalia, and four counts of human trafficking. So aside from being a real sick baby fetish weirdo, he's also a druggie and traffics humans. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, our last news story comes to us from Wisconsin. All good things come from Wisconsin. Land of cheese. cheese. Land of red letter media. Red letter media. The Fonz. The Fonz, we could go on and on. We could, but we're not going to. No, we're not, yeah. because we can't think of anything else. <laughs> Apparently, there's a holiday tradition in Wisconsin um, that they eat uh, raw meat sandwiches for the holidays. Raw, like what kind of meat? Um, You know, meat. Oh, uh, I get it. I get it. I So my here's my guess, right? Uh, all year long, they're eating cheese. Yep. Can't take any shits. Nope. <laughs> then they eat the raw meat sandwiches for Christmas, and they get to clear that colon out for new, the new year. <laughs> they spend the next several days just shitting and shitting and shitting. Apparently, um, 
it's it's a sandwich that consists of raw beef and raw onions. And that's a yeah. holiday tradition to them. That sounds like food poisoning if I ever heard uh, it. They call them cannibal sandwiches, raw meat sandwiches, of course, uh-huh. tiger meat sandwiches, or steak tartare sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, I want to know if any of the Red Letter Media dudes are into this. Probably might. We, and, oh, I was going to say. Him. He's so fat. <laughs> you know that guy's not turning down a sandwich. Which one of which one of the guys would more mo, more likely be into? But the thing is, Mike's not from Wisconsin. No? I'm pretty sure he's not from Wisconsin. No. He spent a lot of time there, I think. So which one's from Wisconsin, then? I think the rest of the guys are. No, because then that would make Rich not from Wisconsin because they grew up together. Hmm. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's an autismo on the uh, Red Letter Media subreddit. Oh, uh, clearly. That, like has broken down their entire biographies. And, and knows them. all the houses they've all lived yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. He drives around in a van. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one last news story. I think you'll, you'll enjoy this one. Because this sounds like a man... Uh, a man you would uh, you have similar uh, interests to uh-huh. a former marine sergeant um, was caught in a plot recently um, he traveled to his homeland of Haiti uh-huh. with uh, three suitcases and three large cargo containers two of which were filled with firearms the third full of ammunition. He was a colonel. Um, uh, his plan was to... Wait, was he, you say he was a former Marine sergeant. Now you're saying he's a colonel? That's weird. It yeah. says a former Marine sergeant who traveled to his homeland of Haiti with firearms and a colonel's rank. Oh, he must have been impersonating an officer. Maybe. Um, but... Uh, the plan was um, to take the guns to Haiti, and then train the Haitian army himself and become and o- and overthrow the government and become president. Nice, yeah, nice. Um, That's a good plan. It is. It's a great plan. Yeah, uh, I'll be that guy's second lieutenant. <laughs> well, he had a second lieutenant, uh, codenamed Th, I believe, is what. Uh, yeah, that that was his lieutenant. They also had body armor and scopes with him. Uh, yeah. Let's see. He, he, the quote: He had traveled to his native Haiti to help the Haitian people, and here's the, here's the quote: uh, to defeat the thugs that had been creating a little bit of part of the instability in Haiti. Um, of course, the Marines did not like this because he smuggled U.S. weapons to Haiti yeah. for the purpose of training the Haitian military. So my guess is that this is a uh, this is like the Iran-Contra American-made scandal, you know? Yeah. Where uh, that they, guy was totally sent intentionally, and when he got caught, they're like, ah, oh, disavowed. <laughs> if, you, if, any, if you or any member of your IM force are caught or killed, your actions will be disavowed by the secretary. Yep, basically. Um, apparently, uh, another guy, another former Marine... Uh, Corporal Hussein Farah Aidid tried something similar before. He would miss drill periods because he had to, quote, travel out the country. Those travels were were him returning to his native war-torn Somalia and becoming a general in his warlord father's militia. Wow. Uh, His warlord father 
by the way, uh, Tony, no, oh. uh, uh, played central, played a central role in the events of Mogadishu, um, AKA the story that Black Hawk Down is about. Uh, uh, African American Hawk Down now. <laughs> but apparently, uh, Marines illegally training Haitians is also not a new idea. Yeah. I mean, that's what Iran Contra was, too. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, we, t- we flew Ira- uh, Contra people here to the United States to train them in Arkansas. Yes. And then we brought them back to South America to go fight in the wars. Yep. And then we also supplied them weapons, which they would then sell to Iran for mm-hmm. money. Yeah. Or they would trade drugs. Yeah. And so it, like it was that. a whole complicated thing. It was, yeah. So is that it? That is all our news? That is all of our news. That's uh, it's a lot of news. It is, which means... The Ricky the Butt Network, because there's always a piece of shit somewhere. Well, that takes care of our legal obligations this week, but you know what it doesn't take care of? What? Just giving us more money. If you want to do that, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, which stands for... Here's what I don't get. You know, it'd be really nice if... uh... If everyone listening to this podcast could just give $50, not $1, say $1, but that would cut it or not. With just 50 cents a day, you can keep a podcaster from starving to death. Uh, the Children's like Christian's Miracle but, Network yeah. unless you adopt a podcaster. Yeah. Such sad photos of us. <laughs> Honestly, we'd be better out just starting to go fund me. Yeah, um, that's true. Uh anyway, over there we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode each week's episode, plus our monthly minisodes. We have a two dollar tier, we throw the random bits and bobs we do here and there, like uh before and afters on some movies. I think we might finally do one on an unhinged somewhat soon. Because we both want to see it. Maybe. I mean, everything's yeah. really up in the air. Uh, <laughs> we have a five dollar tier. We do a monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get: we drop the hate and talk about what's great. We should be doing one of those for this month. We have our ten dollar tier, where you, the fans, submit a film. We sit down and watch it, record a feature length commentary. This month was a battle royale of all their prior suggestions, and the big winner was Batman, the 1966 film from the 1966 Batman series, uh-huh. starring Adam West and Burt Ward. And well, Burgess Meredith, uh-huh. and I forgot the names of anyone else. Cesar Romero, Cesar Romero, uh, um, uh, uh, um, Eartha Kitt. Nope, Eartha <laughs> Kitt is second season Batman Catwoman. This one is um, Julie Newmar. Julie Newmar, yeah. that's right. Julie Newmar, smoking hot. Yes, yeah. Um, not that Eartha Kitt's not, but Julie Newmar no, is smoking the hot. Only, the only reason I remember Eartha Kitt's name is because of Community. <laughs> oh yeah. That running gag with Pierce. I had sex with the kid in an airplane bathroom. He frequently said that. Oh, 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 yeah. So anytime Chevy Chase was talking, I pretty much just tuned it out. <laughs> uh, I have some related news to the Battle Royale. Yeah. That you do not know. Oh, no. Um, A favorite of mine is finally getting a Blu-ray release. That's right. This this movie has never been on Blu-ray before. Never been on, on anything higher than... I don't even know if they made a DVD of it. Yeah. It was on VHS. I had the, you know, I, it's finally getting a Blu-ray release in February, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I'm forcing you to watch it with me. Oh no. It, no matter if we, there's microphones in front of us or at, by that time or not, 
Uh, oh no, it's Lee Merriweather. That's not what I said for Catwoman. No, you said, said uh, Julie, Newmar. Julie, Julie Newmar. Yeah, is it a different Catwoman? No, the they they just they recap. There are three Catwomans in the huh. '66 series. Uh, Frank Gorshin is the Riddler. Alan Napier is Alfred. Neil Hamilton is Commissioner Gordon. And nobody really cares about anybody else in this yeah. movie. Even if I have to, like, even if you have to like, come over to my place and watch it with my family, I will make yeah. you watch this movie, which, of course, is... Good Burger? Good Burger! Uh, Hell yeah! I'm going to get really just, like, roaring drunk. And sure. Right and just sure. pass right out. <laughs> uh, Sinbad's in the movie. Sinbad doesn't pay his taxes. <laughs> no, but he does like to uh, make false uh, bomb uh, bomb threats. Bomb threats, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it looks like Batman nineteen sixty. And then we have our fifty dollars tier, where we have uh, people who really love and support the show sending us fifty dollars to get a say in what we do. Uh, I don't think we've gotten any demands from any of them. I asked Graybush what your punishment should be for not playing live last month. Oh, you mean when I had the Rona? Yeah, there was time before that, though, when you could. When Once. You, when I was like, hey, a week's Tim, notice, yeah. Tim, you want to go to uh, you wanna go over to Westbound tonight? And he's like, oh, I got to play the new uh, Mortal Kombat DLC. Yeah, I was uh, crushing fools with Rambo, man. <laughs> Actually, Rain was really where I was yeah, doing the best. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the, the joke's on you, because I, uh, I worked up a song for Westbound. Uh-huh. And also, I've been working on my pool game. I'm getting pretty good. Yeah. Not pretty good. I've been like, I've been uh, getting better ball control. Nice. So uh, you're in for a beating twice, <laughs> a pounding, if you will. Uh huh. Yeah. A real balls. A real balls. ball pounding. <laughs> uh, and then, um, yeah. So Fred Rush, he asked for the Christmas theme for the, the, the show for this month, and we're doing it until our Christmas episode, which we will have an episode that comes out on Christmas Day this year. I believe. I hope so. I mean, you said it. Everything is up in the air. Well, you know, barring any unforeseen circumstances. I mean, <laughs> there is an episode that will come out on Christmas Eve uh, to the public. It'll be out to the public on sure. Christmas Eve. So you'll wake up Christmas morning to a brand new episode. Here's what I'll get. If, if I mean, that's next week's episode, actually. Like I said, <laughs> <laughs> everything is... Uh, I mean, last week's episode, we couldn't have predicted. Yeah, that's true. This week's episode. Yeah. So, anyway, well, do you want to open some boxes? Sure. Speaking of our uh, our uh, spite tier, yeah, people. Oh, uh, well, Jay's not a spite tier. We got two gifts in. Matt from Minnesota. Oh yeah, but he's gift. like, he's he's honored in because on, of honorary. all the care packages. Sure. Which one do you want to open? Uh, let's the 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 flatter one because I believe I know what it, I know I believe i know what it is it'd be weird if it wasn't this i don't know the exact thing it is but it, I can, it helps you use the sharp side yeah you, is you, that not the sharp side the sharp side is the curved side i know yeah. that jesus <laughs> fucking christ So this was delivered. This got delivered on Saturday while I was out of town, and I had to call someone and have them go pick it up. Oh shit, that's awesome! It's dope. I think, I think those are those are pictures of uh, 
like the hot toys, Iron Man and Captain America. But, From but um, it's recreating the end game. End game. I believe that's it. Because this looks like a just a sort of shipping thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to throw that up in the studio. Whatever studio ends up. That it's a really cool print. Yeah, it is. They're like they did some macro stuff to really They've got. I don't know. It, it's, it's hard to tell if comped it, in fire or if they like put this. They put these two figures around the edge of a fire. Can I, can I see it real quick? Just look closer. I, I, I they are the hot toys. I can the leg joints on Steve, maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, there's the hot toys are so high quality that it's kind of hard to tell. I it, couldn't it tell is. if that was maybe from the Avengers game at first. Uh, and then. I think I think this is a real photo. I think this is a pure photo, maybe with like just some some it looks like sharpness and yeah. enhancements made, but not like photo. Fo- I don't I don't think they photoshopped that fire in. I think someone risked their actual toys. Well, that was from uh, Matt from Minnesota, right? Yes, it's dope. And this one's from Jay. Now I know why I opened the boxes because because you seem like you might be kind of dangerous with the knife. <laughs> it's I've never used this knife before. Yeah. What's the difference between that and every other knife? Uh it's not mine and it's, you know, it's kind of You're not a knife guy. I'm not a knife guy. Like a like a car, like people that are like, I don't know, I don't know about driving in these other cars. I Only to missed some tape here. Me, I get into a car and I'm like, "All right, there's a the steering wheel, there's the there's the uh transmission selector." Yeah, I'm, I'm really used to like the comfort and weight of my own pocket knife. There's a lot of shit in the <laughs> There are always a lot of shit when Jay sends it. Uh, some G, G Fuel. Fuel. Hell yeah. The phase, I, that Phaseberry? Phaseberry. That's the Phase Clan's <laughs> own flavor. Electrolytes, focus, and vitamins. I know you don't know anything. I barely know anything, but Phase is a gaming clan. Oh, yeah? So Phaseberry must be their own flavor. Smells citric. Yeah, that smells like Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah I'm about to make some of that next week. Uh, Noise-canceling headphones. Oh, sweet. Uh, I don't... These are some... They're Sony MDR NC11s. MDR always means that it's... And it's uh, active noise-canceling, I believe, because it has a big old uh, dongle on it. Yeah, I got a dongle for you. <laughs> Here's the note. Ah. Uh, Triple T, here's a Festivus box to get you through the tail end of 2020. I mean, you could have sent some cash, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) The hourglass-looking thing. is a cold brew. Is a cold brew maker. Uh, I couldn't find the paper manual, so I sent Tab a link to the PDF. The filter is a little picky, so use the coarsest grind you can. For pre-ground, run it through another filter before drinking so there's no sludge at the bottom. Stay furious, Jay. Sweet. I'll have to try some cold brew coffee. Well, uh, here's some protein-packed cinnamon oatmeal. Kodiak cakes, hearty instant oatmeal, crafted with 100% whole grains. 
That's perfect for the studio for snacks during the show. Maybe Todd won't. Uh huh. There's a CD. This is Horror Punk. Fiend Forest Records proudly presents Volume One. Sixty six cents. Big spender. <laughs> <laughs> this is cool. Horror Punk has always been like I like um, a little bit of Misfits. Yeah, a little bit of Misfits goes. Um, there's a Die My Darling, which I only know because Metallica covered it. And then um, Last Caress is their big one. You might, I, I doubt you've heard before. Yeah. Um, I kill, hey, hey, I killed a baby today. Definitely haven't heard that. Uh, but apparently this has The Other, The Kill Creeps, Nocturnes, Mad Sin, Devil's Whorehouse, The Undead, Pitch Black, The Spook, The Monsters, Blitz Kid, The Independence, Ghoul Town, Blood Sucking Zombies from Outer Space. It's a great band name. Uh, Dr. Chud's X-Ward, The Crypt Keeper 5, Mr. Monster, The Graveyard Boulevard, The Crimson Ghosts, The Green Goblin Project, Bat Balzac, Necromantics, and Rock City Morgue. We'll have to drop that in the car on the way back to your That'll place. That'll be cool. Yeah. Also, I've got, remind me when we get in the car, I have a great song for your bass playlist okay. that you will not expect. Um, Holy shit. It's it's, it's the fidget thing. thing. It's that thing. It's the uh, little tiny game controller fidget. Uh, we bought cube. one of these for 100% fake news as desk decoration. Yeah. This exact one. Yeah. That's crazy. I do like fiddling with it, though. I go down to the basement. Um, I think that's the other half. That's the other half of the cold brew maker. And I'm never going to dance again. This is... Uh, that is a waterproof box for your phone. And my phone would not fit in here. No, oh, I I think we can make it fit in. I can make it fit. Sometimes you try to stuff. Sometimes you try to stuff a big thing into a little hole. It just don't work out right. <laughs> um, this is a bag of what I assume is tea. Original ginger honey crystals instant beverage. Uh, yeah, it's a honey ginger instant honey ginger tea, caffeine free. Uh. Straight from China. Cane sugar, ginger, honey, and glucose. Well, oh, so it's not tea. It's just sugar, ginger, and honey. That wow. sounds much better. Yeah. Uh, here's more of the oatmeal. I guess that's the, the other half. Oh, this, of the is, this is oatmeal. These, the, the, oh, I thought these were oatmeal bars. Oh. No, that's oatmeal oatmeal. I love oatmeal. <laughs> that's my favorite breakfast is oatmeal. Uh, GG Energy Dragon Fruit Punch flavor. Uh, this is the more more energy powder. Um, and another GG Energy. This one is lemon limeade flavor. Uh, good news. Got you a refill of the Um, watermelon Mentos. No, (laughs) I like these. Yeah, yeah. We'll leave them in the studio because Todd likes them too. Uh, this is some sort of wilder tactical. It's a belt clip for something. It's a belt clip for something. Yeah. I wonder if it attaches to a holster. Maybe it attaches to this survival bracelet. No survival bracelet goes on your arm. That's why it's a survival bracelet and not a survival (laughs) attaches to it. Uh, 21 SOS led on a paracord bracelet. It's got a, a whistle, a, a, a removable phone card slot, uh, adjustable 
uh, band, a paracord. It's got a buckle. It's got a compass. It's got a tool card. Uh, I have a tool card, too. A fire starter and an LED light. Holy shit. That thing's action-packed. This looks like a scooper for the G Fuel. Or for the Or for uh, the coffee. Yeah. Definitely, definitely tablespoons in there. Uh, two packs of Airheads gum. Oh, that'll be worth trying. I always love trying to do new three packs, one for each of us. New types of gum to like find out what I like and what I don't like. And this is the last bag, which uh, appears to have some of the smaller stuff in it, stickers and such. Uh, G Fuel Energy Formula sticker. I slap that right on the back of my car. <gasps> Holy shit, it's an iced earth patch for my jean jacket, I assume. Nice. Oh, oh these are patches, dude. Yeah. This is Death. That's a, a band called Death, That the proto-metal band from Black, Black Guys from Detroit that yeah. I told you about. This is awesome. This is the best. <laughs> this is the best part of the bag. Yeah. Death Wish Coffee Company. Oh, nice. Look at that patch. Oh, that is an awesome patch. It's a Holy skeleton. Holy shit. Holy shit. Oh my god, you will not believe what is in here. This one's a skeleton hand holding a Holy uh, shit, it's a bunch of them. Oh my god. Oh, it's two of them. Sledgehammer. It says grind it all out. Grind it out until death. Number two and number one oh five. Number two is called Crime City. Uh-huh. Number one oh five is called Quakes and Shakes. They are original TMNT cartoon trading cards. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the turtles here are ominous. The rumbling is coming in their direction. These are from 1989. <laughs> ah, it's probably just a subway, says Raphael. Over the horizon, they catch a glimpse of something that makes them rub their turtle eyes in astonishment. Continued on card 106, Enter the Dragon. Oh, my God. And this one has got April on TV reading some news. Uh, no titties, though. <laughs> Those are from 1989, dude. That's crazy. They're older than we are. <laughs> um... Here's a sticker. It says Meme War Veteran. Yeah, I got to put that on one of these computers. Uh, I There's another one. Another one of those. Yeah. <laughs> this sticker just says nothing <laughs> <laughs> in white text on black in That's a white box. That's the sticker you need. Yeah. Uh, this one says use your fucking manners. What's the signature on the back? It says thanks. And then there's like a DM. Use yeah. your fucking manners dot com. I don't have manners. I lost. Uh, them. Looks like these are from a band, the Darts. Yeah. And there's a third Me More Veteran sticker for Todd. And then a couple of, uh, well, Endo stickers. Endo. Endo the line, man. In your Endo. Oh. I. Uh, it's some sort of design. Not Not completely sure what it is, but... Holy shit, thank you, man. This, yeah, this is, is a, dope. a box of... I'm trying to figure out what this belt clip is for, though. What if he just like lost it in there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, it's got to attach to something. I'll figure it out. Fuck Maybe that's what goes in your endo. I, you know what goes in your endo? My, my foot. <laughs> in your endo. Um, we, sh- we should probably send him a... A message or a DM just to um, ask for some more gum. Uh, <laughs> not qualifications, uh, explanations on 
what some of this stuff is. What some of these bands are? No, no, the bands, I mean, bands are bands, whatever. Um, no, like uh, the belt clip, at least. Ah. Belt clip and maybe... Are you sure this is a holder for your phone? Yeah, well, it's it's a it's a waterproof true holder. utility. Yeah, I mean, you could put lots of stuff in there, but it's for like when you go rafting or whatever, you put stuff in there and it keeps it dry. It also is slightly buoyant. Huh? But I bet. Let me see that. Let me see if my phone will fit in there. Well, that's more useful for me than it is for you, really. It's more useful for you than it is for me. No, the other way around. Oh, yeah, because I like to go outside and you don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, even, and when I do like to go outside, I like to stay away from water. No, uh, that would actually be the perfect thing to like pack a little first aid kit in or yeah. uh, whatever to keep it dry. Fiend Force Records. Cargo Records in Germany. So, well, thank you, Jay. Thank really you so much, it. man. Thank you, Matt. Those patches are dope. These are. Yeah, this Death Wish Coffee Company is awesome. Grind it out till death. That's better. That is a better patch than the stickers that come with their coffee, which you can see. <laughs> you can see it. They're on the laptop. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, why is that not a sticker? Like, fuck that. Fuck <laughs> this skull and crossbones. This that is, is dope. Awesome. It's a skeleton hand holding up a big old sledgehammer that says uh, "Grind it out till grind death. it out till death" with some lightning bolts coming out. Yeah, and it's a thick patch. It too. is. The, it uh, is. The Ice Earth one is uh, sort of a typical. Yeah, you uh, have to put those on your new Venom. Denim vest. Yeah. I started is actually a really cool band too. Um they used to have, I believe Richard Christie uh drummed for them for a little bit. Um because he, he drummed for he also drummed for death for a little bit. Um and he uh Richard Christie is a sort of a um uh Howard Stern show. Uh he was Alumni. on there, yeah. He, yeah, he was. He was definitely. I've listened to some of the Ice Earth albums that he drummed for. Um, he, uh, he has a. He wears diapers to Coheed and Cambria concerts, so he doesn't have to go to the bathroom and miss any of their songs. Wow, that's. Uh, <laughs> do they not play loud enough to be heard in the bathroom? <laughs> it's for like festivals and stuff. I've heard him say that before. Yeah, that's uh, that's gross. Yeah, super gross. Well, uh, thank you to Matt and Jay. We do appreciate it. Can't wait to pop into some of the shit, make some oatmeal. I can't believe the clicker. That's the craziest thing. I just bought one of these. Yeah. For 100% fake news, which may or may not still be happening. Uh, Doesn't look like it. That's, yeah. I don't know. We might figure something out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, God, I know where there's a green screen, so. True, true. It might completely change the... The, the instead of the set that we have might have something else, but there's no telling. Anyway, uh, Tim, what do you want to talk about today? Uh, you want to talk about some normal stuff? Sure. I mean, whatever you're planning on talking about. Um, I, I kind of like uh, the I kind of like this episode's format. Let's let's not go. Uh, this is not. There's not going to be a ding. Okay. Uh, you want to talk about cyberpunk? Yeah, sure. You've been playing it. Yeah. Uh, I've been looking forward to this game. For a long time. 2012. Yeah. 
2012 is when they put out the first trailer. And what a trailer it is. It's Hold on, so let me put good. these noise canceling headphones on. I want to test them out. <laughs> <laughs> that trailer is so good. It's got such a tone to it. The the music is great. Uh, I can't believe they didn't put that song. It's it's a um they licensed that song for the reveal trailer of their game and then didn't put it in a radio station in the game. That's uh, super dumb. I still listen to that song all the time. It's Did, great. He, okay. Here's the thing. Does the game have Spotify integration? No game that I know has Spotify integration, that, which is, is the dumbest thing. Like, I want Spotify integration for Elite Dangerous. Uh, I have three playlists on my Spotify account for when I was I, I was 95% of my way into going full Elite Dangerous Space Trucker VR um, voice activated systems, all the mods. Yeah. And I had three playlists, one for cruising around, um, one for battles. So I would get in, like, if I start getting to a dog fight, I would say computer change to playlist two yeah. and it would pop up battle music. Um, and then I had a, like a, amb- like a real ambient, um, playlist. And I had there, there's dozens of songs on each of these. And I, I was I was fully ready to go into it, and I was like the last bit was like, well now I'm on spot I'm fully on Spotify now I have got yeah. maybe a couple gigs of uh, digital music saved and yeah. it's stuff that isn't on Spotify yeah, um, uh, it's like I would have to go back through these playlists download every single one of these individual songs somehow, which I mean other than torrenting I don't know how you would do these days yeah it's only torrenting that's all you yeah. Get. Um, and it would be hours and hours and hours of work. I was like, well, just not doing this. So, uh, maybe, maybe they couldn't do it because, you know, it'd be great instead of licensing any music for your game, which there's not a lot of licensed music in the game. I will say any licensed music. mm, Like it's not really licensed. They got artists, they got modern artists to make songs for the game, for the game. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, but you would just like go on Spotify and be like, all right, here's our battle playlist. And then we program in the game. Like you, Tim, log mm-hmm. into with your Spotify account yep. and it played you. And it's just like, okay, we're going to play this playlist. And they basically like come into your Spotify controller so that when you go into battle, you trigger their battle playlist. The, the, the devs have gone through and added songs to. That'd be cool. Really? Well, all I want is like, Oh, here's the other things, right? Is, uh, before cyberpunk came out, I was like, I've I've had this I've I've this plan I've always wanted to replay Metal Gear Solid Five on PC uh-huh. on through Steam because um, I played on PS4 for a hundred hours or whatever and it the game plays like a dream still um, and one of the things on in Metal Gear is like there's there's the helicopter system in Five um, mm-hmm. so when you're extracting from a mission you call in your helicopter and it comes and picks you up or you can call them in for like a like a missile strike or something. Um, and the game you can find cassette tapes out in the open world and it's all, it's metal gear. It's all the music from the different metal gear games. And there's like 12 to 15 licensed music from the, um, mid eighties. Uh huh. So it's, it's some pretty pop. There's a Toto song. There's a true by Spano ballet. There's a, the final countdown. She blinded me with science. Um, a bunch of classics, a bunch of classics. And some also like some like not, so classics, but still very 80 songs. 
and the helicopter plays it through the helicopter speakers like as it comes down to pick as you it up. as it comes down to well it comes down wherever you, like where you call it and like or if he's like he's like you're using it as fire support uh-huh. so you can have like Spandau ballet blasting through helicopter speakers and it does that like cool compression through giant helicopter speakers yeah and like while you're like running through getting shot at or whatever you're doing um now it's on PC and you can mod it to do there's just the there's just a file there's just a folder where you can just throw mp3s in and my favorite, one of my favorite videos of it is um, a guy put the John Cena theme to it. So he, this is like, Pequot, I'm coming in. Yeah. Wow, like he's in a giant shootout. The, the John Cena music is playing. And so uh, um, bef- the week before Cyberpunk came out, Please I've stop spent- calling here. I love that prank call. <laughs> it's John Cena. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so Sunday, good. Sunday, Sunday. No, please yeah. just stop or calling the, here. Ma'am, ma'am, I'm sorry, ma'am. I, I was just, I'm calling from the United States Army, and I was wondering, or the Marines, and I was wondering if you would like to support a Marine that needs your help. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. We just be getting all these prank calls. She was like, yeah, I, I, we, we totally support the Marines. I'm so sorry. It's just been a wild day. She's like, great, because there's a Marine that needs your support, and his name is John Cena. it's so good such a great bit Uh, Uh. anyway go look that go look up the john cena prank call if you haven't heard it before um so like the week before cyberpunk came out i was like well maybe in between my cyberpunk sessions i'll play Metal gear maybe afterwards but i've i've been building an 80s playlist of songs that i want to play play through those speakers you know what i would put in there what Trollo Love song. Yeah. So I have two folders. One is period accurate. Uh-huh. 80s stuff. Yes. So nothing bef- um So the game does play a little loose. There's a Cure song in there from 92. Uh. Which kind of ties into the game's narrative about timey-wimey-wibbly-wobbly stuff. Um, I hate that I use that uh, Doctor yeah, Who phrase. I was, I, I'm, I'm it's, it's, that, it's that tiny bit from when I watched Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, uh... Anyways, it's from, it's from 92, and the game takes place in, like, uh, 87. So I've got a period-accurate uh, one, and then one that's not period-accurate, uh, which has the John Cena theme song, and it has Get to the Choppa by Australian Death, Mach- or Austrian Death Machine. Nice. Um, and some other stuff. Uh, the, it's, no, in my 80s, I've got the A-Team theme song in there. I've got oh, the Knight great. Rider theme song. I've got the Magnum P.I. theme song. I've got the Miami Vice theme song. MacGyver. I'll, I'll have I'll have to get that. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, man, it's cyberpunk. So I, you know, you know what, you know what should also be in there. What? Uh, Drinkenstein. Oh yeah, I'll, uh, I'll have to put all of those in there. I'll all have to the find songs them. from Rhinestone. So. The way I've been, because I've I've just want the individual songs. There's rarely like more than one song from an album from someone, and I don't want to download a whole discography, right? Yeah. And a lot of times they don't put them in, they don't uh, sort them right. So what I've been doing is I've been doing an old school thing. Something I used to do in like 2008, 2007 uh-huh. is you search quotation, a quote mark index space of end quotation, and then your search term. And it looks for all the music files that people have 
on their websites. Yeah, public facing. Yeah, but um, through whatever website creator they've used, it it just indexed their um, their computer or uh huh um. Or that's where they upload their junk. You so know? you're stealing it from people's computers, basically. <laughs> which is the, the which is more cyberpunk than cyberpunk, to be honest. Oh my god! So I, I'm enjoying the game. Do you have a vagina or a wiener? Um, I chose neither. I'm not. I'm not so a, Ken, a Ken, doll. Ken doll. I'm not a Ken doll. I just uh, had underwear on. You can. That's, so that those are the options. Underwear or a wiener. So you can't wear underwear if you. It was so in the character creator. It's just, it's like genitals on off. Uh, so you turn them off. Turn them off. So and you're a Ken doll. No, because yeah. the Ken doll option's in on. But if it's off, then you don't have anything. So sure. you're a Ken doll. Sure. I mean, if if that's how you want to play it, sure. I I I just like to leave it a mystery, right? Uh huh. Like to leave it a mystery. Because who do I know who I'm going to romance? Which actually kind of sucks because um, apparently there's four romance options mm-hmm. and uh, two women, two men. And uh, of the women, one is only attracted to vaginas, one is only attracted to penises, and of the men, one is only attracted to vaginas, and one is only attracted to penises. So you really only have one option. Basically. Two options, I guess. Well, no, because you're you play as one or the other, right? So you either have nothing... Uh-huh. Uh which means uh, see I don't I don't know about that part. I don't know if you can romance someone if you have nothing if you if you chose the nothing Just option. turn it off. Yeah. But if you did choose and you like one of them, but they only like the other kind, it's See that's why something like say Fallout Four, uh-huh. where it's just like you have if you once you've built enough affinity with a character, if the character is able to be romanced, you romance you them. romance them, yeah, yeah, they well, like you. Like I played as a girl character, and the first character that I got to the that level was the journalist lady. Yes, Piper. Piper, yeah. yeah. And it was like, oh, you can I can do romance. Oh, cool, I'll do romance. Yeah. And then I got to the next one, and it was a guy, and I was like, I'm fucking that guy too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so. Uh, I'm looking right at the, the subreddit, which is hilarious because every day up until the launch, the subreddit was just like, I've waited my entire life for this. This is going to be the epitome of gaming. And here are the, here on the cyberpunk 2077 subreddit, uh, the first thread, the, the first posted threads, uh, cyber 2077 bugs, glitches, and questions, redirect thread, uh, media mega threads, share your screenshots, right? Uh-huh. Those are the pin ones. The first one is a news article from today saying the cost of fixing cyberpunk 2077 is irrelevant compared to the restoring company reputation says CD project red promising to fix the game at any cost. So, so after all these delays, they still released a a horribly broken game. It's not horribly broken. It's, mm, uh, trucking and talking asked me how the game was. Yeah. And I replied buggier than a ball of ants. It's a. It's maybe the most buggy, the buggiest game I've played since a Bethesda game. A Bethesda game. Yeah. So if it was a Bethesda game, all the journalists would be like, "It's great. I love it." Um, and it I got a wiener. And Fallout Four got got a lot of got got some flack for how buggy it was, considering it's like it's been through Morrowind, Oblivion, three 
New Vegas and Skyrim, and then four, mm-hmm. and it's still buggy in the same way that those are buggy. Yeah. Well, I was pissed off because I didn't play Fallout Four until a year after, uh, two years after its release, and there were still bugs that were like yep. these were day one bugs. Yep. That, that, like for instance, um, in the first zone, when you first encounter the Death Claw, there's supposed to be a shitload of raiders around. So the death claw yep. doesn't only attack you, it attacks those raiders and you yeah. kind of wear it down in the, in the mech suit with the minigun. The minigun. Yeah. yeah. And, um, well, the raiders didn't spawn, which is a <laughs> problem from version one of the game. And it's like, this is the first five minutes of the game. You need to make sure that like, just, just fix that one bug. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to fix any of them, fix that one. Yeah. Because I got the shit kicked out of me and I was like, this, this power armor blows. <laughs> Sucks dick. Yeah. Did you play through all the three? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I definitely beat the story and the, the DLCs. The DLCs. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how much of the outer story I played. Sure. Sure. I was just wondering. I, I couldn't remember if you had played through three or not. Uh, the next the next post is undoubtedly the game has many issues and shortcoming, but the soundtrack and original score is not one of them. Here's a thread about that. Um, never seen the next post. Never seen this discussed anywhere. So here's what I found out: when you skip time, like in a uh, but this uh-huh. game, you don't really skip time. You just change the position of the sun. Try it. Try it out. Scare an NPC, and he runs away. Pause it. Skip time for twelve hours. Guess what? It's evening now, but he's still running away from you f- from where he was just now. So, that kind of well. What do you need to skip time for? I guess that's my question. Because like in Skyrim, I was always skipping time because it'd be like, you got to meet this guy after dark. Yep, same thing. Oh. so if I've had multiple if, missions where it's like, if hey. He's not, if he's still in the exact same spot, then you're kind of fucked. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because you would, you would you'd like, there'd be a guard in front of you and you'd, you'd you know, wait for eight hours and that guard would be just gone. gone. There'd be another guard coming the opposite direction. And, you yeah, know, yeah. And a, maybe but the same guard, maybe whatever. Maybe, whatever. But you could sneak through then. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, if I had to describe this game, it's a combination of Deus Ex with, with the future stuff, the uh-huh. hacking, the cyberpunk stuff. Um, it's got a bit of that immersive sim. It try, it's trying to be par- partially immersive sim. Immersive sim uh-huh. being Deus Ex, Dishonored, Thief, stuff where it's like we're going to give you a lot of um, – there's a lot of different like, ways to solve the same problem, different ways to solve the same problem. Um, and we're going to build like all these, we're going to build these mechanics and these um, like systems, but you are, you are a lot of, a lot of times in charge of how those interact. Um, it's trying to be that, but, but everything's horribly broken. So, well, not horribly broken. It's, I'm, it's incredibly buggy. Um, the, the disappointing part is that it's trying to be that, but it's not, it's Grand Theft Auto. Um, and you, you, you don't want to play Grand Theft Auto. I do. I, I, I enjoy parts of those games. You know, the, the PS2 ones I have fond memories of Four played like shit and I didn't like the story. Um, but it's still Grand Theft Auto where you can, if you want to, you can just cause chaos, right? That's my favorite thing to do in Grand Theft Auto. Uh, but even that is broken in cyberpunk. Oh man. Um, so the next thread is for seven plus years of development, 
Cyberpunk 2077 has an alarming number of poor design choices. So this isn't even bugs. This is design choices. Uh, with seven years into this game's belt, I would expect to see certain things that become staples in RPGs. Yes, I know this game is all only arguably an RPG. Um, and for all the hype and a $60 price tag, these things should have been included but weren't. Number one, better driving AI. It's atrocious. The driving AI is atrocious like for the a other, game. The other games, the other the non-player drivers? Yes. Okay. Um, for a game where you spend a lot of time either driving a car or in the passenger seat or back seat of a car being driven while have, while listening to like exposition exposition. Um, the AI, I mean it, the way it takes turn, it takes 90 degree turns. Uh, you pull up to a thing and it's basically a 90, like you pull up to a turn 90 degrees, hands barely wheel, barely moving. Um, which would be fine in a third person game because you couldn't see that shit. Yeah. Um so you drive in first person too? I occasionally on the, the bike is the bike is controlled so well. Motorbikes, yeah. motorcycles in this game controlled incredibly well, especially in first person. It's super fun. Yeah. Cars, on the other hand, on PC at least, are squirrely as shit. It's hard to I mean, anyways. Uh, better it's second point, better driving controls for certain platforms, namely PC. The mouse should be able to be used as a steering wheel, not solely the camera. I'm either flooring the gas or not touching it because you're using WASD. Oh, right? yeah. It's, I, I almost kind of want to hook my controller up and then like switch between. Yeah. Um, and either turning the steering wheel hard or leaving it center. Who that, drives like this? Yeah, that is that is one thing I will say about uh, controllers. Controllers are way better for driving. For driving, games, exactly. Yeah. Uh, versus, you know, and not even I mean, the wheels. The wheels now are amazing. They were garbage when we were kids. Sure, but even, but I mean, just a regular controller. But even so a regular controller is yeah. so that that uh, analog triggers so you can ease into the gas. Yep. And joysticks where you can ease the turn and yeah. kind of drift to the side. So as opposed to WASD. Holy W for gas. I mean, it's just A and D to turn. A and D to turn. It's it's not it's not super fun. Um, I mean, well, I'll, when I I'll tell you when, when I get to the races because getting to the races. Here's the next point, which is uh, what I was talking about Grand Theft Auto earlier. Better law enforcement AI. Stand next to them for longer than thirty seconds. They shoot you. Cross the yellow barrier tape. You get shot. You shoot someone from a one hundred story building roof. They immediately spawn behind you and start shooting you. Oh, that's such bullshit. They don't chase you, which I can I can, can I can 100% verify. They yeah. do not chase you. There is no star system. There is, but it's it's inconsequential. Mm. Um you're either wanted or you're not. Dead or you're a model A citizen and that can change in a second. So just standing next to a cop They'll kill you. Um, per, I mean, he, he, so enemies have like a little uh, box above them. Uh -huh. They're yellow. Uh, when they start seeing you, it turns like like if you're fighting a bunch of gangsters or whatever, uh -huh. and you're in stealth, and you peek out, they start seeing you. It fills up with a red eye. Yeah. If you stand by, if you stand by a cop too long, he turns red. His thing turns red. So you're playing as a black guy. Yeah. Um. The here's here's the next one. 
no barbershop or any way to change your character's look post-creation. Oh my god, that's like a fucking standard thing in these games. Why? All that work was put into into the creator, which uh, is, some people say it's not great. Um, it's, I, it's on par with the um, Bethesda games, minus some of the more, like, um, fine controls for face and stuff. Yeah. But there's a lot of, but those are, but they, I think they tried to make that up with a lot of presets. Yeah. The, oh man. Cause like, you know, saints row, you can mm-hmm. always go to the, well, they, you go to a plastic surgeon and they'll change everything. And that's the other thing. One Even of the main your sex, you can one change. One of the main thing in cyberpunk are ripper docs. Yeah. The doctors that you go to, to get, to change your, um, parts implants. Yeah. And your, so I, I don't know. Uh, all that work is put in the creator, but you're stuck with your look forever. World of Warcraft does this. GTA does this. Yeah. But Cyberpunk 2077, the most hyped RPG of 2020, can't do this. In in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, you go get your hair done. Yeah. Different. And, San Andreas. Yeah, yeah. And, I, that was awesome. And you could also go work out. Go work out if you got buff. too fat. If you yeah. got too fat for yeah. me, too many or burgers. You eat too many burgers and get fat. And it was all. It was crazy because you know there's not a character creator, but. Like your actions, you could be, have you could have your own CJ, yeah. And you'd be running, you know, you'd be running all the time, and you'd be like, "Bloop, your yep. salmon up, bloop." You need to go eat. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, and that was in two thousand three. Yeah. Um, how do you fucking how? I mean, okay, so the original Skyrim did not have that, and but I think it was in the first DLC. I think it was in the uh, Dawn Guard DLC. Mm-hmm. They added a uh, face. Changer, something they called her. She's down in the Riften, right oh, way yeah. in yep. the Riften. Yep. And you go to her and she's like, let me do your thing. So one of the first things I did after, because I had played the shit out of the game by the time Dawn uh-huh. came out. One of the things that I did was I went and had my character's hair turn gray like he'd been a, a long oh, time nice. warrior. Yeah. Nice. Uh, bug side of this, uh, there's a bug in what I believe is all versions of the game because uh, I've seen multiple people call it out. Um, in mirrors in the game, this is the first person game, mind you. And, uh, mirrors are one of the only times you can see your character's face. Um, in mirrors outside of pre-rendered, uh, not pre-rendered, but like pre-established cutscenes, Cause you can just go up to a mirror and say, Hey, look at my face. Um, in all mirrors, at least for me. Uh, you have no hair. <laughs> you got my, I got my facial hair, but my hair, I'm just bald oh in all mirrors. God. Other oh my than, God, I have, I'm in chemo. <laughs> um, next point, no car customization. I asked the same questions what I did about fuck? the lack of barbershop. There's a lot of cars, can't uh, customize them. That's, dude, in Saints Row 3, I literally, I literally spent hours, hours yep. just going out on the street, stealing cool cars. Yep. Driving them back to a customizing shop and tricking them out and tricking them out, and so I had all these cars just like that looked. I thought looked so cool, yep. and I like would try to keep themes between the cars, like uh-huh. keeping certain color combinations. And uh, I had so so much. I had an or, inordinately too much fun doing that in the mm-hmm. game. I cannot believe, and yep. that was that was one of the reasons why I didn't like Saints Row Four as much because you got superpowers. And so cars were and so cars were completely irrelevant. irrelevant. And I never I once I could run super stuff. fast, yep. never got in a car again. Nope. Running and jumping through that city is the best. Uh next point, the crafting upgrade system is poorly thought out. 
Upgrading blue or higher tier items just isn't worth it. The required materials are too the required materials are too rare to, just to get an extra three to five armor points. When you can just wait a level or two and get a white item common that has ten uh, a ten armor or better increase. Uh, crafting my own items is also trivial considering how much loot is in the world. It's more than a Bethesda game. Oh, there really? is it's <clears throat> that, um, see Bethesda was good about like you could find in well, at least Skyrim. You can find all the like, you can find pretty much all the armors in the wild, uh, but the really good ones like mm-hmm. the glass in the in the light armor category, yeah. not really common until you get you're really high leveled. Yeah, Daedric very rare even when you're hitting you know, and, close. And to Cyberpunk 80. does have some of that. I just got an amazing precision rifle. Yeah, from like a boss character basically. And but then the dragon armor, the dragon armor is almost. In, I mean, you find them. I found a couple. Yeah, and it's like whoa. Yep. yep. Uh, but really, the way to get those is to work. It's to upgrade your smithing and yep. and then unlock them and craft your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, no way to see what level requirement upgrading gear has. All I get is a message telling me my level is too low, but I'm not told what the requirement is. So you don't know why the level. secrecy. Uh, certain attachments like scopes and silencers. Don't say what weapons or items they can be slotted into. It's just a guessing game. And when trying to clean my inventory of dozens of scopes I've accumulated, I'm afraid of tossing anything in fear of throwing out the one scope a certain gun could have used. Wow. No control over my phone. If someone calls me, I have no option to refuse the call. I will always take the call because it just keeps ringing. uh, Even if I'm already talking to someone else in a physical conversation. And now I can't understand either conversation because someone's talking in into my face and someone's talking over my phone. The higher tier arm cyber mods, a.k.a. gorilla arms, which replaces your arms with fucking huge dude, gorilla oh, yeah. dudes. The mantis blades, the blades that come out of your forearms, which are awesome looking. Uh, the projectile system, which makes... Fires those. No, projectile system gives you like a gun in your arm. Oh, okay. And the mono wire, which is like a... Uh, like a whip that cuts through everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They are not balanced against themselves or existing weapons that are similar in the game. For example, by the time I had amassed the fifteen thousand dollars and twenty levels of street cred to buy the mantis blades, I had already found a katana that was over two hundred more DPS damage per second. Yeah. So I, what I good? So so what good were the blades? They weren't, and I was forced to ditch them. The projectile system essentially gives you a grenade launcher in your arm with unlimited ammo, therefore making my explosive grenades and all the rest of the grenades redundant. Mm -hmm. Absolutely no way to respec. Uh, To to reset your attributes, attributes being the special system and the other one being perks. Yeah, so like the only way to the only way to reset your perks is by using an item that costs one hundred thousand dollars in game and whatever. Uh, attributes you choose, you're stuck with forever. Uh, so I remember. I don't. I don't think Skyrim let you do it, but I know the Fallout games. Like once you got past the tutorial stage, uh-huh. like once you got out of the town yes. in Fallout New Vegas, it would be like, all right, make sure this is what is you this want. What you want, and you could go and re re like. Okay, yeah, I'm not gonna play as a fucking uh, explosives only character uh-huh. and rejigger things before you like really set out in the world. Yeah. But even then, I think you could find. Like merchants and shit who would reset some of your stuff. I'm pretty sure. Um, This next post is a different post. It says, the trauma team should revive you in the open world. Why is this not a thing? The trauma team is is some of the coolest shit in the game, yet you only see them once. 
uh, someone, someone um, corrected him saying you, I've, cause I've I actually seen the trauma team being like, you know, the cyberpunk version of, you know, EMTs and stuff. Uh-huh. One of the main mission, the first main mission you do after the um, uh, intro in heavily involves the trauma team at the end. It's one, it's one of the demo things they showed. It's the only time you really interact with them. So if you die on this, on the street of a pot of night, you know, daytime, uh, night city, you just get game over, restart your last checkpoint instead of, instead of like every other game being brought to a hospital and then you walk out and you have less money, less money. Yeah. 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 Um, and all your weapons are gone or something like that. Uh, this next post says narratively, this game feels like a sequel to a game that doesn't exist, uh, which I can, I, I don't know if I agree with how he worded it, but I agree with his, the contents of the post. They skip past six months of world building, uh, after the intro, you do the intro, um, which, uh, has no bearing on the game. The three intros have no bearing on the game after they're done. Other than like the, Oh, you, Oh, you were a nomad. So you, so occasionally you get a nomad, um, choice in your answer or you're a street kid. So you get a street kid answer or you were a corpo. So you get a corpo answer that's occasionally in conversations. So other than that, the three different intros have no bearing on the world because you, you meet Jackie in all of them. And then there's a, um, an awesome, um cutscene which is um it's a uh not a flashback it's a montage cutscene which is uh-huh. I've I've almost never seen in games like a montage cutscene yeah. of six months of you and Jackie becoming best friends doing cool shit. Um so, so they skip that they skip like the world building like there's like I know some of the stuff in the world building because I kind of followed the game and I know a little bit about Cyberpunk. Yeah. And I watched some of the videos where they're like, Hey, this is like the history of night city. Um, they just throw these characters at you and expect you to care for them. You meet characters with no proper introduction. Half the time you're left wondering who the hell these people are and why they're acting like you should know them. You never get to establish an emotional connection to the characters to skip over the introduction. The game just hands you these people. And it's like, this is your friend feels sad when they die instead of letting you build the relationships organically. Uh, T-Bug, a central character in the beginning, appears in the hologram tutorial, and I'm just like, who who the hell is this person? Um, why do, should I care for them? He, this person is this person's a little smart. The six-month period was probably planned as a playable intro with an introduction to the world and characters with a heavier emphasis on the personal backgrounds. For some reason, they cut it, yet didn't re, uh, adjust the remaining story beats and dialogues accordingly, which is why it feels like the game references things you've never experienced. So it's to me to me that what this that sounds like specifically is when they're like in in creating a video game they always want to say that it's going to be this like new unique thing where your actions matter and there are lots of different threads and you can completely lock out a thread by yes. through your choices but when Which, it actually comes time those to do games, that you go well, the Bethesda games do that though but they don't really because you you don't. There's no consequences, right? You join. You weren't joined up with the NCR, and you're locked out of Caesar's Legion. But that's really it. There's yeah. not. There's not a thing where okay, I sided with the Brotherhood of Steel, so I'm locked out of like these three other quest lines. And because what it what it is is you have to build three times the game in order to make that work. So yeah, when you, what they did is they essentially made like an to me 
what the way it sounds to me, I feel like it's an hourglass story, right? Where uh, you've got this this wide beginning where you can go, oh, I'm going to choose one of these three things, but then it narrows to the same game experience, and then it kind of flares out back out at the end where, you know, maybe maybe yeah. because you were with the Brotherhood of Steel and the the railroad when you go against the Institute. Yeah. I never beat uh, Fallout 4, come to think of it. Me either. I killed my son and that was it. You, I didn't even get that far. Uh, you were the one that told me about that whole twist yeah. and stuff. Sean! <laughs> Sean! Um, I was trying, trying to find a thread that I looked up earlier, which was um, instead all the... Um, Here's a here's a here's a on the front page. Has anyone else noticed how blatantly misleading the life paths are, which is the three options? Um <laughs> The bugs aren't the majority reason this game doesn't feel right. It's the lack of any sandbox elements within a sandbox. That's one of the major major critiques I've heard. Um so there's nothing to do because like big sandbox games that come out, uh Red Dead Redemption 2, people a lot of people are comparing this to. Um, and in Red Ember Redemption 2, I mean, it's so that world feels, yeah, that world looks huge and so immersive. And like, you can just immersive. not play, and it would the world, yes, would keep going. it will, and it will do yeah. that. It doesn't, and Cyberpunk is not at that like that at all. Yeah, Skyrim's not like that either. Where I, oh, there's not a flashlight in the game, and uh, I really, really, really could have used one last night in a dark uh room. There's no flashlight in the game. Though, of course, you can always change your head. You know, Tim, there's a light switch in your bedroom. I don't know. If you're, <laughs> they showed it to you. It's right on the uh -huh. on the right-hand side just yeah. as you walk through the door. How cool would it be is instead of police spawning two feet in front of you when you got wanted, they came in via car or hovercraft, and there was a timer that told you their ETA. Oh, you know, that would kind of, that would kind yeah. of make more sense. Can we add the looting mechanic to the list of things which need attention? Can someone from CDPR please re-examine the NPC and AI in this game? And that actually is maybe my major critique of this game is the AI. Um, uh, it's dumb as shit. Uh, aside from everyone, the, aside everyone from the done. police thing, um, no, it's it's like you go into um, a fight and. Uh, Maybe there's a, there's a, like I had a huge fight last night, right? There was very specifically a sniper, right? A guy with a sniper rifle way in the back up, up, up high character pointed it out. Even like he was scripted to be a sniper, right? And then you had the boss character who had a rifle from a different building, um, very clearly scripted to be like, this was a big set piece, and it was very clearly scripted to um, like guys would come in in a car as backup. Right. But it happened the same time every time. Cause I died a bunch it happened the same way every time. And clearly like these were, it's a hand, it was a handcrafted battle, but those handcrafted battles are few and far between in the game. Like in the main story, you'll get those right. And this was a main story mission, mm -hmm. but in the side stuff and in the, the, well, I would say the random stuff in the world, but there's not a whole lot of random stuff in the world. Um, like guys will just run up to you like, Hey, Hey, shoot me. Basically. Are they, are they dumb? I guess so. They're dumb AI. It's dumb AI. Um, 
I mean, it sounds kind of dumb AI for the cops to just be like, oh, I don't like the way this guy's standing. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find the, uh, it's the thread I was looking for is, um, the stuff they cut out, stuff they announced and then cut out from the game or stuff that they cut out from the game and didn't, uh, say they were going to cut it out. Oh, here's, here's a big one. I, I, this, this hit me last night when I was reading it. The fact that you're supposed to start from the bottom and rise to the top power wise of night city. Yet you never get an apartment upgrade is unbelievable. See again, you know, saints row three, you get all these, um, what do they call them? I think they're like hoods or something. Yeah. And, and you get access to each one of San them. Andreas. Uh, yeah. San Andreas had the best go buy homes, go buy homes. And then like you buy homes with garages and it even had car customization. I remember like going in and customizing cars. At and the then, very least you could go into a paint spray. Yeah. But and then, get a random color but, paint onto your car, but you could go to specific places and like get new wheels. Sure. But uh, at the very least they had a paint spray. Your car is, you know, is the color you, it comes with. Um, I read this thread last night and I was like, huh, this guy might be onto something saying, I think I know what happened with cyberpunk 2077. Mm-hmm. Uh, the TLDR is, um, the game had an, had an entirely different and completed story by 2018. Then they, they hired Keanu to do, to play Johnny Silverhand. Yeah. And CDPR decides last minute to rewrite the entire story to feature him, but underestimate the time needed to do so, resulting in the bare bones, uncompleted game. Essentially, Keanu in this game uh, is a second secondary protagonist. Yeah. Where originally he was just supposed to be like, oh, oh, um, it was it was it was going to be not just Keanu. They were uh, first of all, originally, I think, believe it's supposed to be Bowie. Before he died. David Bowie. Before he died, they wanted him to play Johnny. Um, there was supposed to be like a bunch of celebrity cameos, um, like they did with they they did where they did cameos in this game are um, like not influencers, but like game people in games media, not big games media, but like streamers and stuff mm-hmm. or YouTubers. Uh, some of them are in the game as uh, NPCs. Is James Corden in the game? No. Oh, thank God. I fucking hate that guy. I don't know why he's famous, but he just pisses me off. Yeah. Um. Like this is a this if this was released as early access, you'd be it'd be acceptable. It would be acceptable. Um. Here, 2018 interview. Cyberpunk 2077 will be poli- will be as polished and refined as Red Dead Redemption 2 says developer. See, so yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, there's no there's no quality. Qu- quality control game testing anymore. I mean, it's just like, well, they're, they're sort of blaming it on the, um, virus, the QA stuff. I'm so this game should have come. This game should have come out. This game needed at least till April of next year. Yeah. To be a full year late, a full year late, which is not uncommon in games to, Hey, they were coming out a year late. Um, I, I think that they were under pressure from like, you know, Xbox wanted to release their their Xbox what, edition of this game. That's I think that's a huge. And factor. they're like, okay, well, the, well com- the fucking Xbox One X is out now. So what are these goddamn units we've got sitting here worth? Um, 
that's a huge, I mean, the, I don't know if you hear about the console stuff, but on the PS4, on the base PS4 and the base Xbox one, when there's on launch day, the, the game was unplayable on almost, almost unplayable. Uh, playing outer outer worlds on switch on switch that that level of and and even and worse like it was the frame rate was dipping to 15 or lower you know it it's running at 720 it's wow yeah um and on pc it's a it's a hog i mean i'm running it on a mix of you know, some stuff i know is heavy is and i can live without is off some stuff's on low um and I've got a mix between low, medium, and high. So I'm kind of on me- basically medium, medium preset, and then I, I customized stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm playing. I, I mean, occasionally I can hit sixty, but it's usually around forty-five, which I'm fine with. Yeah, because I've got um, you're staring down the barrel of a forty-five. Yeah, because I've got free sync on my card in my mon- my monitor has free sync. So um, it's like a, it's like adaptive V sync because mm-hmm. V sync is like either if you can't hit sixty, it drops to thirty. Yeah, um, or V sync is in the middle. Free sync, I guess, is in the middle. Uh, even without the bugs, Cyberpunk is just a mediocre open world game. Look at this list: no NPC interaction, other than like the, the you know the story ones. Oh my god! I mean, I mean, you can walk up to someone and hit uh, talk, and they'll say a thing. So say a thing the way guards do. Yes, but like you can go up to someone and just ask them about, and just be like, "Oh, I see you have a stall in the market," and they're like, "Yes, I do have a stall in the market. It's very nice." All right, cool. Yeah, unless they have a little icon above them, it's like I'm a seller. Then, then you can be like, you know, show me what you got for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you can go. I remember, I remember, you know. I, so one of the people things people know about me in Skyrim is that I have a feud with John Battleborn. I never killed John Battleborn in my Switch playthrough. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Um, I was, I was, I was, I was hold saving for a special day. Anyway. Um, maybe I'll go kill him. Maybe I'll go boot yep. it up and go kill him. Anyway, um, one of the reasons why I have a, a beef with him is because he was rude to me in my first ever playthrough. He has nothing to do with anything. He just said some mean things to me. That's why I hate him. Yeah. But then you can go like talk to the, the gray mains and the battleborns and be like, Hey, what's the, with this, the deal with this feud between your family and talk to him it has nothing to do with the story. And then, and then later, like you, some of those people start to be important for story, mm-hmm. but before that, they're just like they just talk to you about shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, can we talk about how annoying the map is when driving? The mini map is is too zoomed in. Oh yeah. When you need to take a turn, it it because it's so zoomed in, you can't predict turns. It's one of my this is like in my That's top five big gripes. Complaints. Yeah, because you do a lot of fucking driving in this game. And you can't zoom the mini map out. I'm trying to think of I, there was one game I played where the basically the faster you went, the mini map zoomed out, that, so you could see more and more ahead of you. Uh, that see that makes sense. Yeah, and then um, when you like stop the car and you're walking around, it would it would pull in and be a lot more immediate. What game was that? Was yeah. that that might have been that might have been Saints Row, maybe. Um, or like ha- I mean, other games have a button to zoom out the mini map or an option to zoom out the mini map. Um, this is probably my, this is, this goes hand in hand with my AI gripe as one of my main gripes with this game. The title of this thread enemies should react to your last known position, not your actual position. That was my, that was my problem in, uh, fallout four. Yeah. Was that they had, they had so overdone the sneak system in Skyrim to be 
way overpowered. Way overpowered. They're the underpowered they in four. They completely unpowered in four. And and you know you'd alert one enemy and they all, all know guys where you like, are. He's right there behind the box of carton of eggs. He's squatting down. And his you, name's Tab. Yeah. And if you snuck to somewhere else, they, they still they know where you are. Yeah. So that, this game has that same problem. That is super annoying. Yep. So like on sometimes the AI. They're driveling retards, but then sometimes I refer to it as uh, prototype aim. Sure, sure. Because sure. for those of you who don't know, there was a game called Prototype in the early 2000s where you were infected by a killer virus and it took out all of New York. Oh my God. Anyway, you had the ability to like transform your arms and legs into weapons and shit. But one of the things you could do is you could take weapons, regular guns from people, and your character could one shot fucking everyone. Yep. It was one, and so, and it was just a lock-on system. You locked on, and it was a one-hit, one-shot, one-kill. It was an amazing game. And so, from that point forward, every time, anytime I play a game and the the enemies are like, have killer aim or always know where you are, I refer to them as having prototype aim. Yeah. That was a fun game. I kind of want to replay it. Maybe I will. Um, someone found, uh, um, what they believe is uh, proof that that whole six month life montage thing from the opening thing was completely playable early on in the game. Oh yeah. From trailers like stuff like, Oh yeah. From early trailers. This is audio from a uh, working third person mod already. So modders are going to fix this game. Just they're going to fix it. They're going to fix a lot of the game. A lot of the stuff with the game. The thing though is with the Bethesda games, the mods enhance the experience. Right, the core of experience of vanilla Skyrim, yeah, is still incredibly fun. Uh huh. Considering you did a whole Switch playthrough and it was your whatever fourth or fifth playthrough, playthrough yeah. of the whole game, right? And no mods, no mods. It was it was a special edition. No, well, I mean, it comes with the DLC, so and so no, it doesn't have. Well, it doesn't have any of the performance enhancements of special edition, so it's really no. just legendary edition. It's legendary. Let's say yeah. it's legendary edition. Um. Whereas, like, they're gonna fix parts of this game. I'm. Tr- I really wish I could find the uh, thing. The um... okay. Well, let me switch. There are good things to this game. Uh, here's a here's a uh, post. Amidst all this chaos, can we appreciate how well written some of the side quests are? No, no, we can't get fucked. This because that was that's the thing is Witcher Three is known for its quests. If you ask anyone that really enjoyed The Witcher Three, they'll tell you that that you know one of the main points, uh, the you know one of the main hitting points of that game are the quests. They're so well written because they're not binary, right? I got a great quest the other day in Cyberpunk. Are you on a quest? Uh, a fixer called me up and said, "Hey," or maybe they texted me and said, "Hey, uh, a friend of mine is a pastor." And their kid was murdered and the police have dropped the investigation. Oh no. And I know who did it. Um, it's these skeezy guys that sell, uh, brain dances. Brain dances are the equivalent of VR movies in cyberpunk. Okay. And in game you use them as like a, uh, Batman Arkham origins detective system. Where it's like recorded. Oh, the, yeah, you log in. I, I it's did recorded three D space that you can move around in, and they give people seizures and. Well, they can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so that's what ha- that's what happened. And he, she's like, I just I want you to um, take these guys out and get the proof. So I go to their base, uh, kill all the peons, uh, and find the two leaders. And it's just the dad and his son. They look like regular dudes with a little bit of you know cyberpunk to them. Mm-hmm. And he's like, please, man, like we don't, we just offer, um, like the the the, one, the need is out there, and we just we fulfill that need. This is me and my this is me and my son. We run this place. It's a family business. Um. And sure, unfortunate things happen sometimes, uh, but I didn't buy it. The game didn't tell me that I didn't buy it. I, the handle breaker, personally didn't buy it. Didn't buy it. Yeah. So I said, I want to punish these dudes. How am I going to punish? How am I going to punish them? What would you have done? I mean, those two dudes—they don't have guns. You can just shoot them in a small room. What would you have done? Just kill them? No. Uh. I would have finished the dialogue for telling them that uh-huh. it's all okay, and then I would. Well, have this wasn't them. this wasn't like a scripted dialogue thing where you have answers. This this guy was just telling me this. Oh, he's just saying it out loud. Yeah. Um, I would kind of turn to walk away, mm-hmm. and then start to leave, and then I would come around and beat them with one of my melee weapons. Okay. You know what I? You know what I did? What? Uh, because he killed fo- the dad in front of the son. No. Killed the son in front of the dad. Yes. Nice. I killed the son in front of his dad, and you know what the dad did. He went like, no, Peter. And he dropped to his knees and started sobbing. <laughs> what a He's fag. like, my son. Um, Peter loves his son. What a fag. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's how I want this game to react to everything. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've definitely done that. And um, so uh, I'm trying to think of some of the. Oh, for instance, uh, there is a, in Skyrim, there is a a quest line where you're investigating the, the bad guy, the, uh, what are they? The force warrant, the force warrant. Someone tries to kill a woman in the streets of, uh-huh. uh, what's that town? More, not Morthal, fucking the big stone one on the West side. Uh, anyway, you walk into that, that, that hold that town for the uh-huh. first time and uh, this guy kills a woman in, in the market, and it's really hard to stop it from happening. It's the second hardest death to stop in the game after the guy who gets executed in solitude when you first walk into solitude. Okay. You can stop his execution, but it's fucking hard. Okay, okay. Um. So anyway, the first time I played, the first time I played, I did this quest called uh, A Night to Remember, where you get in a drinking contest with a dude, and then you wake up in the Temple of the Divines. And you're married to a goat, uh, or is that a different quest? It's there is a marriage and there is a goat. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 I remember that quest. Yeah. Uh, it's the hangover. The hangover. Yeah, yeah. So I exited the town with no idea that that woman died, because I huh. was up at the top of the town. Okay. Uh, so anyway, what that that quest does is over. You, you end up investigating and you find out that everything's run by this one guy inside Sidna Mine, which is the prison inside of. Uh, that hold uh, and anyway they end up framing you for for a murder and you get taken to prison where you have to kill this one dude and then when you get out of prison you find out it was all orchestrated by this one guy and he apologizes and gives you like a thousand gold and it gives you his family ring and it gives you all your weapons back and he clears your, your wanted level mm-hmm. but it pisses me off every time i'm playing 
because that's usually the first bounty that I get in an unbountied game. So my stats are ruined. So every time I uh. fucking, I'm like, oh, you know what? It's totally fine. When he turns around, I shoot him right in the back. And then I go kill every fucking guard in Morthal. No, not Morthal. I kill every fucking guard in the the Reach. Okay. Uh, whatever the town is, because they were all in on the on the the frame up. So every time I go into that that town, I kill all the guards and I throw their bodies into the river, and then I just I walk around in a town with no guards. Huh. Um, you know, there's a there's a this is not a bug, but it's something like they should have thought of but didn't. Um, and this is immediately this is in the character creator. The first thing that you see in the game. Um, the character, and I figured this out myself, the character creator, um, has the light source on your character and the character creator is slightly tinted green. Oh yeah. So all the colors are off when you're choosing hair color and stuff. Cause I'm, cause, so, cause I watched, so, cause I watched someone trying to want, they wanted white hair uh-huh. and they're click, they're, they have the thing that looks white in the color picker and on the character, it looks minty green. But it's because, because the light source on the character is tinted green. The light source, like either, either if not a five thousand Kelvin pure white, changeable like a 33, or changeable, yeah. Uh, Demon Souls remake has a little button that's like environment. See your character in these different lighting environments. Oh my god! Which is genius, but um, it needs to be a, you know, it needs to be an accurate representation of the colors. So like my dude, um, uh, I gave him. My guy has like um uh like a dread blowback. Uh-huh. So so like seven inch dreads, but they're kind of blown thick dreads are big old blown back. Sticking out the back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um I wanted them to be red. Yeah. Um they're pink because of the color thing, which I don't mind. Um you know, you know what would be great is if I could go to like a barber. In in, in the, the game city. and get yeah. it changed. Yeah. So I, I did find I found the um the one I was looking up promised but missing feature list that has been updated from uh, the comment section. Features we were told to expect but aren't in the game. Quote amazing AI that directs enemies during combat and patrol, but also the citizens and the NPCs daily life. There's no the way like Dishonored has like MP like the NPCs are in Dishonored or in um Red Dead Redemption uh-huh. have routes and li- their own lives. Uh-huh. They don't in Cyberpunk. Um, wanted system and corrupt police officers. That sounds awesome. Yeah, to be able, you know, there's like there's bribe a guy to get your wanted level removed. I mean, there's stories where they have the you know um, corrupt police officers, uh, immersive police involvement, changing with the area where you committed the crime. Uh, this one it says half kept. In general, more interesting combat and hacking. Some examples are the ability to use your wire, monowire, to hack people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you throw it at them, hacking, hacking them, uh, hacking, revealing information about the network. More interesting viruses to upload. Apparently, I've not gone that route, but apparently, there's not a lot. Um, more loot from hacked devices. Uh, disclaimer: the changes here may be due entirely to balance issues and are making the game better and more intuitive. I keep this promise as half kept because the hacking system gets really boring really soon and uh, doesn't even have many abilities you can upgrade. The skill tree. All sex. Um, it's a little 
the thing I find, especially on the PC, is the controls for the hacking are not very intuitive. You have to so caps lock. If you hit caps lock once, it'll turn the hacking thing on, but you can hold tab to like hold to hold it on and let go of it. So I always use the tab button. Mm-hmm. Um, holding the tab button while walking around, and your pinky's on shift for run, and your space your thumbs on space for uh, jump. Um, uh, holding that and and aiming at someone, and then having to scroll with the mouse wheel through a list of stuff you can do to hack them and then having to go hit hold F to do that to or execute it. to execute or hit Z to look through their data. Um, it's, it's fun and cool, but not, it's super, not super robust at all. Um, the hacking skill tree is filled with passive stuff. All you do is press tab, pick whatever, pick whatever for, for a kill, then repeat. Um, which is what I do. I overheat people. Um, more interesting gameplay. For example, the trauma team that plays a key role, frequent flying AVs, AVs are the hover cars. Yeah. I've barely seen any of those. Um, ads that target the player um, that point to a merchant that sells that product was apparently planned. Uh, merch that can be previewed before purchase. Um, I mean, now you just get the little icon from the store. Um Note, this section is by far the most oversimplified one. There are a number of minute key things I am not stating in this thread because I don't want to dilute it too much. Um, strong RPG elements. This is actually the subject of lengthy debates in the thread. Some people are happy with the RPG-ness, uh, but personally, I have not seen a lot of elements that make the game an RPG, such as relevant checks, speech checks, perception checks. Yeah. Um, right now, all we have are the options to, break, to either break a door or go around it. Um, companions not flat being fleshed out defined power dynamics between factions. The factions don't interact at all, all the different gangs and stuff. There's no, so you can, there's story you can join all of them, right? You can't join them. Oh. You're on your own. And there's some story beef between them. Like you'll find a message. that will be like, yeah, we got to take these tiger claws down. Cause we're the cool guys. But like in the game, they don't interact at all. They're stuck in their little locations. Mm. Um, so not like San Andreas where you could take over gang territory. That was that? awesome. I yeah. love doing that. Yeah. Turning turning everything purple just uh-huh. time to get betrayed. Yeah. Big smoke. Fucking big smoke. Man. I'm gonna fucking um, ram that train right up his ass. I want a mod for San Andreas where instead of killing him in that house, you like just run him out to the train tracks and tie him down, and then you steal a train and run his ass over. All you had to do was not stand in front of the train, you fat fuck. Yep. Uh NPCs having unique daily routines and AI. Uh, quest decisions having a relevance in the world, uh, a meaningful night and day cycle because it's just cosmetic right now. Yeah, it doesn't impact gameplay at all. Yeah, so dark, the darkness of night has no impact on like your stealth. Uh, the brightness doesn't have an impact on, any, you know, on but anything. does the neon look neon? It does. Oh, that's cool. Even even without HDR or ray tracing, it's real neony. Well, we're getting to the uh, the end of how big an episode can be before yep. I can fit it on the website. Still. <laughs> Well, um, suffice to say, Cyberpunk 2020 is not the total changing of the way video games exist. And not that I wanted it to be. Um, so, But I think they hyped it up so much people fell for it. Yeah. I mean, that's why I don't pre-order games and I don't like get excited. I, I, I didn't play. I mean, I'll be You'll happy play to play this in sure. six months when there's when it's fixed. three updates out. Yeah. And yeah, like I'll yeah. just 
putter around. And I'm, I'm, I mean, I am having fun with it, but it's, uh, you know, it's got problems, definitely. Yeah, that's too bad. But you, you know what's you know what's weird? I don't know that I'm having as much fun with it as I thought I would. That's not the weird part. The weird part is that I I I started playing Slay the Spire again yesterday, which is a indie uh, roguelike uh, card uh, deck building game. Uh huh. I think I was having more fun with that. Oh no! And I've already played through that game a bunch. I mean, that's why I keep playing Skyrim over and over again. That's yeah. why I'm I'm more likely to go pick up uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted and just play that yeah. again. It's like. I, I know, I know that I will enjoy it. Yep. So, um, so we'll have at least one more episode. Probably. Probably. We'll probably have at least one more episode. Yeah. Uh, future is really up in the air. Um, thanks Obama. Yeah. Um, thank everyone you know, from the top, from the top of the top, Donald Trump to the bottom of the bottom, the mayor of Tulsa, you know, just the fuck up of everyone. Everyone who bought the hype, anyone, I, I'm gonna the rest of my life. I'm, this is gonna happen. I I support the arts. Oh, uh, did you support lockdowns and mass mandates? Uh, well, yeah, of course. Oh, then you don't support the arts. So why don't yeah. you shut the fuck up forever? And we and we uh, differ a little bit on this. Like, um, for me, it's not so much. Uh, uh, like. Like the government saying you can't work and you can't go out. Like I, I don't like that. Uh huh. But I could live with it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Even if I thought that the virus was worse, you know, if, if it was if it was an actual uh, something to actually be worried about. Uh huh. Um, it's the response. It's the lack of. Even if this virus had a forty percent casualty rate, right? Yeah. And it's like it is truly the end of the world. Sure. They still wouldn't be. We still wouldn't be doing. We still be in this exact same spot, you know. Yeah, yeah. Forty percent of us would be dead now, but the rest of us would be out of work. Yes. So and and so that's why it's here. better. It's better off to just not. When the government tells you to do something, just don't do it. Yeah. Because then at least there's a chance that you'll be able to survive. You'll be able to survive it. Yeah. As opposed to I uh, just. They're gonna f you up your righteous a. Yeah. Even um, even uh, even Ben Franklin knew it. He did. The founders were were oddly uh, pressing it about the shit, the way they phrased shit, yeah. the way they put shit in the Constitution. Um, they saw all this type of thing happening, but what they they were counting on people to be strong enough to fight it. They didn't really count on the on a culture war. They were they sure. Were, they also I think they also couldn't see the scope. They couldn't imagine the scope. No, they could because they put, I mean, they put very specific things in there to limit powers. And to, but what they didn't expect was uh, people to become complacent. And they didn't, ex they, they expected someone eventually to come along to want there to be a big government. And they put as much stuff in there as they could to stop it. What they didn't put in there was stuff. They didn't realize that people would ever think, oh, freedom of speech just means the government. Yeah. Um, obviously, if a business doesn't doesn't want to serve you because what you think the, like that's totally okay uh they never they never anticipated there being like this global interconnectivity they never anticipated uh technology technology they never thought they always the thought industrial that age the media would be a check a against this the the system and sure. not part of the system yeah yeah 
So I think all this stuff they couldn't they couldn't have seen. But they they saw and they they tried. I mean, they tried to put they tried to salt the earth as much as they could to keep it from getting there. Yeah. And uh, you know, just didn't quite make it. Yeah. No. So well, this has been here's what I'll get. One of the maybe one of the last we're we're maybe just riding full speed towards the end. So yeah. Keep listening while you still can. And uh, I'm Tab Burt. I'm Tim the Hammerbreaker. Catch you next week. Yeah.